This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Microphone's not on. All right, I got to. I don't know if I want to use this microphone, Steve. Why don't you use it? He did. He did. I sprayed it. I sprayed it with Lysol yesterday. I I zapped it again this morning. As you've no doubt guessed, Preston is out sick today. He's got the regular flu. All good, but we are doing a special enhanced version of the Preston and Steve show. Casey's going to be helming all the uh, maintenance duties. Yes. So proceed, Case. All right, well, the first thing that Preston does is. WMMR weather. So today, it's uh, it's going to be a nice day temperature-wise. Yeah, it's not looking too bad. Not no. as uh, warm as yesterday, but still good. Yeah, so we're looking at a low of 43, which we're probably hitting, you know, that area right now. But a high of uh, 67. It's going to be cloudy. Yeah. Uh, so I don't necessarily know if that means it's going to be totally overcast all day or if we're actually going to see the sunshine. But... Uh, I want to. I'm looking ahead on Friday in Clearwater, Florida. Mostly sunny, high of 80, low of 64. Ooh, that's nice. Right. So we'll be down time, there. Yes. Come this, join us. This time of day. <laughs> if we're not know, dead by then. If we're not dead by then. Uh, so we've got that going for us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. And now Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, so we're uh, 10 days into the month of March. Kathy, what's going on in the news today? So it is all coronavirus today. Every, Literally everything out there, everyone is talking about coronavirus. So four school districts and several other individual schools are closed today, all because of the, their connection with the doctor at CHOP in King of Prussia that tested positive for the coronavirus. Sheltonham School District, Lower Marion School District, Norristown Area School District, and Upper Marion Area School Districts are all closed today, as well as Simmons Elementary School, Germantown Academy, Henderson High School, Buckingham Friends School, and the Chamonix High School. Officials say 10 cases of COVID-19 are confirmed in the state of Pennsylvania. Seven of those are confirmed in Montgomery County. A doctor in King of Prussia is among those infected with the coronavirus. County officials said a CHOP doctor working at their facility in King of Prussia tested presumptive positive for COVID-19. The doctor is currently hospitalized at the Hospital of the University of Pennsylvania after acquiring the disease while traveling outside of the United States to a country where coronavirus is active. Emergencies have been declared in both New Jersey and Pennsylvania as presumptive positive cases of COVID-19 continue to grow. I just don't know how I'm supposed to feel about all of this, right? Because I don't want to... Um, panic? I don't want to panic, right? Nor should you, yeah. And, and I also, I don't want to act as if nothing's wrong. No, no there, there is, as we've heard, and like, we played back the Dr. Mike's assessment from yesterday, being cautious is, is good. And actually, if you do, if you know you have a... a, a verifiable person who had exposure and that that might have led to other people being exposed to do this enhanced cleaning of the schools is probably a good idea. Oh, I, yeah, so, I love that so, they're going in and doing so that. So to do that is great. It's what they do. As, so uh, apparently... Why don't they do this with the flu, though? Uh, here, here's they a should. question, Case, again. And, and that's that's what Mike was trying to say and a number of other health experts are saying. Put it in perspective with the regular flu, influenza, right. and how much more dramatic that is so far. Now, I we mean, don't because, know all the numbers on this, yeah. but from what everything is saying, you're if you're... 85 to 86 percent of people who get this will get it as the flu with mild and, and perhaps in some cases not even know that they had it. Well, that's but that's the problem. That's right. part of the problem is that they, they that can't you assess can be... the numbers because they don't know who has it. And that goes right. to the issue of the testing kits, which 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 when that gets out, we can get better data. However, 
you know, the one thing that they everyone agrees with is the, the panic is unnecessary. And so if you are panicking, I was there was a story of this woman on the news who's a bus driver, and she says the kids are like, like terrified. They, they, they need not be. They, they need not be. So, again, it's yeah, my, everywhere, though. My son doesn't thing. have school today. Right. You know, he's one of those school districts that Kathy was talking about. And uh, I, I agree with you, Steve. You know, it's better safe to be sorry. Absolutely. It's better safe than sorry. And, and I'm glad that they're going in and cleaning the schools. Uh, but it's it was an, an odd mindset for my son yesterday. He's 13 years old and having to explain to him um, and having to try to uh, rationalize a Casey as a parent, but also as, as somebody that, who... Kind of gets what's going on, but also I don't exactly understand everything that I'm explaining to my son, which puts me no, in no, no. He, I, that conundrum is there. So I, I, I've been, I've been vetting this like a mofo because if we're ever going to come on air and, and talk about this, I want to hit as many sources as possible. One thing that it appears is that kids are not really susceptible to, uh, right. to this as they were with like the swine flu, right? Uh, and where that was a big issue, is I believe it was, it was hitting more more children. But so far, Which there have weird, there have been right? no fatalities reported with with children with kids, right? So so the focus clearly seems to be we're even contracting th- it, right? Well, they're saying yeah, they're saying. I mean, they're, you have people who are in their fifties and forties. I, I don't. We don't know every bit of data and every bit. Of, so the, the out of the, the the data that's come out of Korea uh, and uh, South Korea, and um, you know, we're sort of suspicious always of what's coming out of China, but it seems that they're they're now in the decline as far as uh, reported cases. But but most of the data seems to suggest that if you're 60 and above, 60, you you know, you should be more alert and that the mo- most of the fatalities have occurred in senior citizens, like is 75, 80 and up with pre-existing conditions. Right. It's if their so, immune systems. Exactly. Are not, yeah. But if you have if you're younger and have a compromised immune system, you're also you, you're also at, at risk. So it's um, the things, you know, as, as Mike said, also, Kathy, if it starts people around the flu season, you know, <laughs> We're, we're creatures of habit. So once this fades away, you know, try to remember next flu season. That's how many people die <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, from that and take the precautions. It also know. seems like it's uh, worse in different areas in the country, too. Seattle Absolutely. and California. And, and uh, you know, I have to say this right off the bat. It's, it's hitting home now. Pearl Jam canceled their tour. Yeah. And uh, so uh, now I'm getting upset. <laughs> well, you know what? But there, there, there is a certain logic to, um, you know, like, like China instituted that that complete containment. Uh, Italy has done that right. as yeah. well. Yeah. The likelihood of, of taking a country our size and shutting down things like they were talking about shutting down the subway system in, in New York City. You, I, you I mean, do, people yeah. would go nuts. And also what happens is you start to impact businesses, small businesses, part-time workers. And that's what they're trying to do is the is stock to, market is a stock market to make sure all these these dominoes don't fall and, and cause much more damage from the panic than the actual disease itself. Well, I'm, not, I'm not worried. I'm not like freaking out about yeah. it. But what I am worried a little bit about is. Target. The, no, no, no. Well, as long as they stay open. You're fine. I'm, I'm and going, I agree, Kathy, no. that great deals and great return policy. No, is the travel part of it. Yeah. That, that's what I'm a little bit worried well, about. I was, and supposed to, I was supposed to travel with my mom, and now uh, I, I think I have to cancel that. Well, So I have some information for you because right. th- that's part of it. So as coronavirus <clears throat> continues to spread around the world and in our area, many people are trying to cancel trips, including spring break plans. So airlines, cruise lines, and travel companies announce new policies as they get more information. Some companies, including American Airlines, are already waiving change fees and penalties for certain bookings. So it's not like you can call and completely cancel, but they're allowing you to change your destination uh, without charging you a fee. So to that point, a lot of the things are not being canceled. They're simply being delayed like you look at right. uh, uh, Coachella has been postponed the Kajahawk uh, and St. Patty's Day parade postponed <laughs> exactly <No. laughs> I remember when we were in um, uh, Ireland when they had a breakout of 
hoof and mouth mm-hmm. uh, disease. And um, so there was this thing. Oh, that's they, right. They you these... were there during that? We went to mm-hmm. <laughs> Ireland for St. Patrick's Day to do a broadcast from Guinness. And, hey, we're going to go to Dublin and get the, this is when we were at Y100. We're going to get the spirit of Ireland. We go over there. Ireland is shut down. <laughs> we're in a bar where they're playing Mexican music. And they're watching the St. Patrick's Day parade from Manhattan. <laughs> Uh, and it was so so, but it was it was a weird sort of thing like that. But I mean, in, in for the most part, um, as Mike said, Doctor Mike said earlier, uh, you know, practice the precautions you would practice, and and um, you know, there's no reason again to panic. A lot of people actually, I was seeing a report on this, Kathy, are seizing upon air travel deals. You know, uh, and and travel. I'm just worried traveling. about skitting in the plane and the that filtered air and all. You that. know what though? I, you, you would you would be at risk for regular flu as well. I know. You know, you know so I, yeah. I, listen, Preston had it. I'm pissed that he came to work yesterday <laughs> and spread his flu all over the studio. I'll be mad if I get it. The definitive thing is there. You know, again, as Nick said, caution is is good. Panic is not. You know, and, but if you, uh, if you you know if you feel sick, uh, you should feel safe to stay home. You know, and if your employer is one of the employers that allows you to have that day off yeah you should take advantage of that and and it's it's really for the benefit of everybody and to that point a lot of times we'll have it here where people will come in knowing what we do for a living and they'll shake our hands Breathe or whatever and then us. they'll sit down oh i think i have something <laughs> right so be a little bit more cautious do that elbow sneeze and all that other stuff wash we'll, your hands yeah we'll see how this plays out but i think cleaning the schools is certainly a good idea you know, especially the, with the exposure on the plus side uh ben had no snow days this year so uh here's yeah, the day so off. eat them off yeah. eat them off <laughs> You go out and have a Corona ball fight. (laughs) (laughs) So, Case, listen, though. So, American Airlines is one of the airlines that's waiving fees, but not everybody is. So, um, you should check into it. No, we travel through American. Okay. All right. Um, Uh, A couple from Langhorne, uh, they were scheduled to fly to Rome on March 31st. They try to cancel their trip, but they're being told that they still have to pay $3,200 of the $9,400 for the trip. Put that towards a cruise. (laughs) (laughs) United (laughs) Airlines, Delta Airlines, American Airlines, and British Airways have lifted uh, or have issued limited and viable travel exception policies for travel to Italy. Many consumers are trying to cancel cruises uh, after the State Department issued a sweeping bulletin over the weekend telling citizens not to cruise, especially if they're older or have underlying health conditions. Okay, But, but some are being offered only a partial credit to use towards future cruises, uh, even if they paid for the trip insurance. Travel experts said government travel bans do not invoke coverage for standard insurance policies, nor do they require companies uh, to then provide refunds. Okay, so how much of the destination it plays into this whole travel? It, it thing? plays. It plays a lot. Okay. I mean, it, I wasn't sure if it was just the plane thing or the destination. No. Thing. So what they're doing is they they are again. This is from what I've what what is available in the regular news, and you take it for what it's worth. Uh, is that that you know after planes are uh, after the people leave the plane, they they disinfect, they do the deal, they spray. Uh, and, and go through. It's what they're, they're they're doing now actively, which makes you wonder why were they not doing that before? Yeah, they said that they're do, like they're yeah. doing extra cleaning, extra cleaning. Yeah, and and so, but uh, that's that's the case now. I think obviously the notion is when you're trapped in an, in a closed environment with a circulating air system. Oh, that's what I'm worried about. You, you take the risk, or how long can you hold your breath? I, I'm going to try. It's a two and a half two hour flight. Half, I, can you do it? Do you think I could? Yeah, I can I, definitely. If it was a one minute flight. Preston had talked not that long ago <laughs> right. about the shortest flight ever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I think I might be able to do, do that, that one. I think okay. it was a 45-second flight. Can we flight. move Florida closer is yeah. the question. <laughs> Can we do that one-minute mark? Well, listen. Uh, you, Full disclosure, I was going to take my mom to England for yeah. – it, it was a Christmas present, and we were supposed to go 
and so again, like if I can, if I can't cancel the flight and I can only move it. Am I better off, like, taking her to the Caribbean? Like, no, I'd say... Can, no, could, why, no, but I think you would be okay to go to London. Yeah, you, you'd be fine. Or, but if you just want to, as Nick said, err on the side of caution, mm. and you, you do have flexibility... She's 72, like, right, you know... Then you probably would want to at least limit it a little bit. Mm. So, um, do, do I think you could go? Yeah, but if you want to be a little bit extra cautious... Uh, I, mean, I wouldn't know, go. To, I wouldn't take her to China or Italy. Yeah, but... or, or or the was it Hunan? Right? You don't want to go Wuhan. There. Yeah, Wuhan, yeah. Wuhan, yeah. Wuhan for uh, don't go to Wuhan. Uh, Wuhan for. Uh, I bet uh, you guys could have a cruise ship all to yourselves. I know. Seriously, <laughs> honestly, they're going to be right. So honestly, I'm you're, not a you're, cruise you're, guy, but you're going to get worldwide world round cru- <laughs> cruises for a hundred bucks. It's like you know, you, you know, we, six other people. <laughs> we talked about those people who actually buy like uh, homes on cruise ships. Yeah, and just you know, cruise. You'll be able to do that. You can do it, that. It'll be cheaper than getting an apartment. So concerns over the spread um, have also prompted Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy to take extra precautions. Sony confirmed to ABC on Monday that both shows are canceling their studio audience during taping for the time being. Honestly, that's good because I find their studio audiences annoying. And and also, um, Alex Trebek obviously would fall within. He He has a diminished... A capacity right now, so you that. wouldn't want to risk that. You know who I have been thinking about, though? Um, the people who suffer from uh, cystic fibrosis. I have a friend right. who has CF, and I'm like, she must not be able to even leave her house well, because you, this could be deadly for her. Isn't that the disease where if you encounter someone else who has yes. it? within? Yeah, you, so, right. yeah, again, but the, the, but the perception is as we pass through this, like a regular flu and a regular flu season, uh, it will start to diminish. It's already started to turn around in some areas. It's it'll probably get more in here as this this community spread starts to take place. However, with that will come the more accurate numbers on who actually has it and who doesn't. So the move is being made out of an abundance of caution due to the spread of COVID nineteen. It's unclear how long the shows will tape without an audience. The shows tape months in advance, so uh, presumably quieter shows will not immediately be noticeable to viewers at home. Both are filmed at a studio in Culver City, California. For most people, the new coronavirus causes only mild or moderate symptoms such as fever and yeah. cough. For some, especially older adults and people with existing health problem, which is all the stuff that we've talked about, it can cause more serious illness, including pneumonia. The vast majority of people recover from the new virus. According to the World Health Organization, people with mild illness uh, recover in about two weeks, while people with more severe illness, it may take uh, three to six weeks to recover. In mainland China, where the virus first exploded, more than 80,000 people have been diagnosed and more than 58,000 have so far recovered. So again, so put that in perspective. And uh, if we impart anything, don't panic. Uh, You know, listen to the news. Get get a full rounded view of what's going on. Okay, to be cautious. Uh, And don't apply for audience uh, tickets to Jeopardy. Right, Right, to Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. (laughs) All right, in sports this morning. (laughs) All sacks are yum. (laughs) 
But the Flyers and the Sixers were off last night. The Flyers returned to the ice tonight with a game at home against the best team in the NHL, the Boston Bruins. The Flyers have one of the league's best records at home and have won nine games in a row. The puck is set to drop at 7 o'clock. The Sixers are off until tomorrow night when they'll return home to play the Detroit Pistons. After going 1-3 and three on a four-game road trip through California, the Sixers will be home for four straight beginning tomorrow night. At spring training, the Phillies beat the Yankees yesterday afternoon in Clearwater, winning 3-1. to one. They're in Clearwater again today and will face the Twins. The first pitch is scheduled for 105. And when I said it was all things coronavirus, I wasn't kidding, even in sports. So the NBA, the NHL, the MLB, and the MLS are closing access to locker rooms and clubhouses to all non-essential personnel in response to the coronavirus crisis, the leagues announced in a joint statement last night. The leagues said they made the decision after consultation with infectious disease and public health experts. The NBA stressed that the move is not to ban reporters, but to ensure the safety of players and staff in those areas. You know, and again, we've had flu seasons that were especially virulent and they let them in there, you know, in years past. So maybe it's a good idea to adopt this during a flu season to begin with. I don't know. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you, Kathy. So uh, we're going to try and do things as as normal as possible with Preston not being here today. Uh, We call this like an enhanced best of. Right, which means you're getting, uh, you're going to get some playback clips. We're going to do some stuff live. We have an interview coming up with uh, Dean uh, Winters. Who is uh, an actor you're probably familiar with? He plays Mayhem. Yeah, in if, those... you, if you go, I don't know who that is, and yeah. then you say he's Mayhem. You're oh, I love that guy. Yeah, you love that guy because yeah. he's also been in Thirty Rock and Brooklyn Nine Nine and Law and Orders and Oz, Oz and on yeah. and on. And he was also in the first John Wick. And he's got a movie out called Lost Girls right now, which deals with this story. I don't know if you remember. It's sort of an unsolved serial killer situation up on the South Shore of Long Island. It's been going on for a while. And this focuses in on a, a mother's search for her daughter, who is probably one of the victims. Oh, so it's it's, it's still it, to this day I, unsolved? I, he, maybe he can illuminate okay. uh, us on that. But I remember, I, I think it's unsolved, yes. Okay. Uh, well, it, also, it is a Tuesday, so uh, we're going to go and move ahead with uh, Tattoo's Day. So if you text Tattoo, and by the way, Tattoo, because <laughs> I, I see the text board all the time. Tattoo yeah. is spelled T-A. <laughs> T-T-O-O. Right. Marissa, do you have it um, so the bounce back works for people who misspell tattoo? No? Okay. Uh, you know what? Throw an L in there, too, just in case they uh, add yeah. one. No. So tattoo is spelled T-A-T-T-O-O. If you text that to 39333, you're in the running for a $350 uh, gift certificate to world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. Uh, and that is at 621 uh, South 4th Street in South Philly. You can get tattooed by the area's top artists like Troy Temple. You can see his work on Instagram at, at Troy Temple or PhiladelphiaEddiesTattoo.com. So, again, we're going to have an enhanced uh, a bunch of uh, uh, stuff going on today. We're going to play back some of your favorite bits, do a little bit of talking, but it'll we'll proceed as usual and maybe see how Preston's doing later on. We'll be back in a bit. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Do you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your rewards for discounts on gas at participating Exxon stations or for free groceries. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Wicked Garden 93.3 WMMR. Wicked. Wicked. That's wicked. That's a wicked garden. 
I uh, I don't do accents, Steve. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you, no, you, no, you, no. That was terrible. actually pretty good. So, yeah. Uh, but, my buddy Jeff does terrible accents. Everything sounds like a pirate. Doesn't matter what he's doing. Uh, so, uh, Preston is out sick today. He's got the flu. Regular flu. Not he the coronavirus. Yes. Yeah, he went to Dr. Mike Sirigliano yesterday, the greatest doctor in the world, and had everything checked out. But he's uh, going to take today off and hopefully be back tomorrow and not infectious. But we carry on with an enhanced version of the show. Casey's handling all the uh, the regular duties for Preston. Thank you, Casey. So proceed. Uh, yeah, so um, we actually got to do a stupid question here, but we don't, we're not doing, like, entertainment news. So what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to start this break with a stupid question. All right. Hopefully we can get a winner by the time traffic's over. Let's all do right? that, yeah. Because we have a uh, $100 gift card for Fogo de Chao, Uh And uh, so we're going to ask this question. Which member of the Preston and Steve show, before Preston called out sick today, was the last to call out sick? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. First to uh, come up with that answer, you'll get a $100 gift card to Fogo. Uh, Kathy, we're going to take a look at traffic. What's going on? Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. We are going to do our lesson question. No, stupid question here, which is uh, (laughs) which member? Of the Preston and Steve show, before Preston called out sick today, was the last member to call out sick. And we're going to go to, uh, I believe we've got uh, Fred on line two. Fred, are you there? I'm here. All right, Fred, do you know who the last person to call out sick was? I'm going to say it was Nick. That's right! Well done, Fred. Play like a pro. Casey, what does Fred win? Fred, you're going to win a $100 gift card for Fogo to Shaw. That's pretty good for that answer. Uh, (laughs) Yes, it is. Uh, Explore more with a $40 four-course dinner from Fogo to Shown. Oh, it says pronounced Shown. Really? I never never knew that. that. Yeah, Yeah, Fogo to Shown, including a uh, select fire-roasted meals, market table, Brazilian sides, and even dessert. Try Fogo's four-course for $40 in Center City and King of Prussia. Reservations at Fogo, spelled F-O-G-O dot com. You know why uh, this is appropriate as a gift? Because uh, Nick being the right answer, Nick could put away that meal in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that place. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, it, it, the, the, the wealth of food there is amazing. <laughs> You're doing a great job. I love that place. He's freaking out. There's too many. I'm not freaking out. No, Casey totally is handling fine. everything over there, and you're you're a champ for doing it because we we sort of got caught off guard with Preston getting the uh, the flu again. The regular flu, he's fine. He'll be out today, and uh, we proceed with a best of. Now, what's coming up first, Case? Oh, this is uh, what you would call a virtual potpourri. A potpourri, a smorgasbord, a smorgasbord of uh, of fun moments that yes. we had on the Preston season. Okay, and if you have anything you'd like to hear, please let us know. Let us know. We're not going to play because we've already planned out the show. Oh, we have. Yes. Look at how good we are. We yeah. could have created the illusion. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, please let us know what you want to hear, <laughs> and we're going to play that for you. Specifically you. All right. Here, All right, here you go. go. Uh, let's see. Oh, you know what? We have some audio to play for Ooh, this case, if you could okay. look this up. Van Halen fans are reveling in the previous unissued alternative mix of 1978's Running With The Devil. Huh. Which has just been posted on YouTube. Uh, this is, from, it's called, um, the, the description of it is Groove Funkel Second Helping. Van Halen fans rejoice as a huge Van Halen fan. It gives me great pleasure to share this remix, which features an alternative Diamond Day vocal and an extended guitar solo made from the original 24-track session master. So this is from the... From the original. Yep. This isn't Groove Fungal's first time blowing fans' minds. Uh, Back in 2017, he uploaded an unreleased outtake of 1979's Dance the Night Away. So you want to hear some of it? Yeah, yeah. Some of it it sounds the same, and uh, other parts are a little different. And here we go. A little more volume in the headphones, please. 
He says something again here about it being a take or not. So. Scream that wasn't in. That's that clip you play all the time. Steve. Yeah, yeah. They re-recorded it because they wanted uh, the, to use it in a deviled ham commercial. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On the road instead of that road. I'll play till we get to the, uh, the extended guitar solo. He just, they add a couple of bars to it. Does what Chuck hates. He says guitar here before the solo. Here we go. Stuff like that. <laughs> it's just a different sound, that slide whistle. Play it again with the slide whistle. Just a... <laughs> I like it. They should have kept it in. Yeah, they should have. Wait, wait, wait. You have to do this case. Slide whistle. <laughs> Here, play with the music. I'll jump in. Slide whistle. <laughs> Duke's a Hazard <laughs> <laughs> The Kirkham from Stripes. Oh, man, I'm not ready. When I jumped out on the Gary Lauer. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Gary? Yeah, he just did it. Nell. Nell. Anyway, uh, that is available for your listening pleasure. Uh, there was something. I don't know if we have another sound clip. If you want to play it here, Preston, or save it for tomorrow. It was a world record was in uh, sort of a singing thing. Oh. Um, yes, this is a uh, a man who was able to hold a single note for two minutes. So the original record, which was holding, you know, the, the note, uh, and obviously it, it fades off at the end, but was just over a minute, so he came wow. close to doubling it. All right, let's hear a little bit of it. <laughs> is it her ears? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just get it to the end where he starts to peter out because it is a full two minutes. That's his voice, dude. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was a flute or something. No, that's him going to Yeah, me too. Wouldn't it be great, Steve, if the note he held was like, ah! <laughs> for two minutes straight? <laughs> you guys would probably hate this, but this started uh, probably, I think my, my dad was still alive. So it was over six or seven years ago. At family birthday parties, when we do the happy birthday song, <laughs> it now turns into a contest oh, to see no. who can hold that the note, last note, note the, last the longest. Note. And You're like, right. And, uh, well, it, it's fun, I mean, because we end up doing a lot of family parties together, so there's like 20 of us. And so it's always the last happy three. Happy birthday to you. I know. I refuse. Because I won! Yay! It's you <laughs> you should invite Nick to your parties. We don't have enough. Food. Get it towards the end, though. That's about like it's Pat. You know, it's Nick, like a minute and forty seconds where he starts to. He's the longest. He would definitely yeah. hold the note the longest. All right, here we go. <laughs> he starts wavering here. The uh, he gets a uh, pocket full of hummus. Okay, if you full of like to eat your hummus, hummus, then put it in your pocket. <laughs> put your hummus in your pockets. Uh, Kim Kardashian wants her Skims solution wear line to be fully inclusive. Oh, of course. Uh, the 39-year-old mom <laughs> of, of four tells E, I have been asked a lot about the men's question, and I would love to do that, and I hope that we're working on that soon. There's some fun stuff in the works, she says. Oh, I'm so excited. What is her Skims solution wear? Is it uh, the, it used to be Kimoji uh, wear. Oh, that's the, like the... Kim, Kim, yeah, I know, but what, does it, what does it do Spanx, for you? Right? I, yeah, I, I didn't want to use the word Spanx because that's, you know, a different brand, but that's what it is. It'll like suck you in and okay. then you can put a dress or, you know, whatever. Over it's it. a girdle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a modern girdle. Yeah. Uh, so her current line of skims for women is inclusive for women of all sizes and skin tones. It, she said it was really important for me because I'm not even that dark, but if I was tan, I could never find a color in my shade. So you can also wear, like, if you had, say, like, a white dress or white pants on, you know, you you get the color of your skin. You get, like, a nude color, and then you could wear it. She says, and so I would always find myself dyeing my shapewear in tea bags and coffee bags. Oh, come on. No, she wasn't. To get a darker skin tone that would blend in more with my skin. So I could only imagine what an issue other people would have not find, finding those colors if I couldn't find mine. So I really wanted to come up with a solution for that, she said. Preach, girl. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Do they have them for women with 18-inch calves? Yeah, I don't <laughs> well, know. so it's funny you should say that, uh, Caitlin. They make man spanks. 
Did you really? guys know that? Yeah. Oh. I found this out yesterday. Uh, Praise the Lord. Yeah. Is it Spanx? Like, the, that's the company? I don't know. If, you know, I don't know if it's the brand or not, but they they do make, you know. So what's the Does it corral your junk well, in? That's, what she's, con- that's what she's considering in this. She said she wants to, yeah. to do the men. Uh, they already uh, make version. it. They already make it, men. Okay. But she wants to do her line. Uh, for men. I, I'm just pleading to the Philadelphia and surrounding areas to not purchase, <laughs> not purchase anything these. That, that belongs to a Kardashian family. Oh, I, hey, I'm, uh, I'm on board with you. Okay, Absolutely. wait, so here's the here's the word I was looking for. Shapewear is what it is. Shapewear. Uh, shapewear, shapewear yeah. Okay, so, yeah, you can pretend like you have a better body than you actually do. If you had shapewear on, your jeans wouldn't be itching your leg. Yeah, because okay. it'd be a layer between your jeans and your skin. <laughs> so it's almost like, I mean, like, Underwear, the thermal underwear, yeah, yeah or something like that, yeah. yeah. But it's to help compression. Do you remember? Yeah, do you remember to help uh, shape your body. Years ago, Preston, they used to sell. It was one of the first times I ever saw it. Was a T-shirt that had like a triangle over the your abdominal muscles, and it was supposed to. They used to sell it on TV all the yeah. time. It was basically a man girdle. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. what it was. Yep. I do have these like these shapewear, and I like them, but. If you wear them out for a night, like by the end of the night, I'm like, I can't breathe anymore. Like, I don't know if there's circulation to my legs. Yeah. I could maybe do that if I was like going to something for like three hours max, you know? Yeah, let me, let me throw this like on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, at least not let, for me. Let me, let me, like a, a party at Kendall's house. <laughs> yes. Let, yeah. let me rip this off in the parking lot as I'm leaving. But we, uh, they brought pictures up in the studio. And what I didn't like about the pictures that they were showing was that... The guys in the picture were all in shape. Yeah. yeah all in extraordinary shape. They don't it's need the shape dumbest here. thing. You <laughs> need Louis Anderson yeah. with a pair of Or just puffy people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Case, but that's yeah. that's the trick they play. Yeah. Because to somebody, to some people, not everybody, some people will see that and, and in a slight way feel that they might get that look. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? There's, I don't know what which shapewear company it is. It's not Spanx, but um, there's an ad for it, and you see the woman, and she is overweight. She's got, you know, the extra, you know, around her belly, yeah. and she pulls the shapewear up over it, and it not completely flattens her out, but there's a significant difference, and she sure. puts her clothes on, and you can see it, you're like, wow. Well, but that's what, <laughs> Steve, that's what I'm thinking. I'm ready to go out for a night on the down. If I had something that tight, I wouldn't be able to move. God, <laughs> I, I feel so good. Are Spanx expensive, by the way? You know what? They're less expensive than they used to be when they first came out. But I mean, yeah, they're a decent chunk. Well, the fabrics that they have too, the things they're and they're, then they're also just regular. The, the whole concept of compression clothing and compression socks yeah. and all that stuff for circulation. It, it's it's a whole industry. The so. girl, the, all the girls go out for night. There's the one girl wearing that. <laughs> Stephanie, how you doing over there? I'm doing great. <laughs> you having fun, girl? I'm having a great night. <laughs> yeah. That's me. I'm the one in the Do you need help going to the bathroom? Oh, no, I'm good. No. The best part of these is that you don't have to pull them down to go to the bathroom. What? You don't yeah. pull them down to go to the bathroom. You just, there's you just a little, pee in them? No, there's a hole, and you just open it. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> Holy hell! <laughs> All right, let me put it back on now. Right, let's go, girls. <laughs> you get like a minute of relief in the bathroom. <laughs> no, but you don't have to pull them down. Because once you get them, <laughs> you're you crapping them. You just no, peeing them, and it just holds it there. No, I, I just said there's a hole. I there. know, I know. What yeah. you do is you crap at them, and then you push the crap around to your chest area, <laughs> and it fills up your bra. Your and... boobs are huge. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I took a huge top. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> that, listen, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if you are incredibly gassy with those things on? <laughs> You're in trouble. At the end of the night when it's you take them off, it it's just a huge fart comes out at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, anyhow, Kim is looking to make those for men, so we'll see if that ends up happening. Uh, the Recording Academy has weighed in on the controversy over both Disturbed and Beyonce being nominated in the Best Rock Performance category for the upcoming 59th Annual Grammy Awards. Academy Senior Vice President Bill Freemuth told Metal Injection, the rock category is one of our biggest umbrellas, not quite as broad as pop, but maybe the next up in terms of what constitutes rock it can be blues rock, folk rock, ballads. I think that we found this year, it, what we found this year is so many artists. It can be freedom rock. That we're in, we'll turn, turn it up. up. <laughs> uh, that many artists uh, were in rock or adjacent to rock were really taking more sonic risks this year than ever before. And it made for a really exciting dynamic landscape in that field. So in other words, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yes. Freeman added with regards to Beyonce's track. He said that Beyonce... Recording has Jack White in it, and it has Led Zeppelin samples in it, and I think it's Beyonce really stretching. It's an artist at the height of her musical powers, really reaching in many different directions, and we are all the better for it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard this song. No, me neither. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. I couldn't really. If it really like, let's put it this way: like Janet Jackson, a pop singer. You yeah, know, but she did that song "Black Cat." That's a rock. That's tune. a rock song. I'm you know, sorry, Jack. Michael Jackson did, uh, you know, Beat It. That was That's a rock song. Thank or, you. Not Beat It. Yeah. What? Yeah, it was Beat It. Yeah. Thank um, you very much, Kristen. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, Thank so you for that. I can't... How old are you, boys? I get... Shut up. What? They're 16 and 14. Yeah. Old. See you later. <laughs> so, the... <laughs> Where'd he go? He's gone. I'm fast. I'm like a jackrabbit. <laughs> um... <laughs> Wait, did you just see Casey? Yeah. All right, so anyhow, uh, I can't, I, I don't know, I haven't heard it. So yeah, if, if I, I can't give you a uh, um, an educated response on that. You're sure. <laughs> now for an uneducated response. <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, it's uh, called Gump's Corner. Beyonce is nominated for her song "Don't Hurt Yourself," while Disturbed is up for its performance of Simon and Garfunkel's the "Sound of Silence." Uh, the other nominees in the category include Twenty One Pilots for "Heathens" and the late David Bowie for the title track from his Black Star album and Alabama Shakes for a live rendition of their song "Joe." Yeah, well, I was just passing by. Just passing by. Okay. I don't know. I don't. You know, you don't know. I don't, I don't care for any of those, to be honest. I do like Alabama Shakes. I do. I, um, you know, I don't they're, really they're, care for Alabama Shakes. Yeah, I mean, some of the uh, it's it's a weird yeah. sampling. Yeah, I, you know, I uh, I blame Russia. Was this just announced, Nick? Yes, sir. Like oh. literally ten what? minutes ago. All right, here you go. Music news. Literally. Yeah. Yes, I would literally. go to this. Literally. 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 Is it the Wells Fargo Center? Yeah, man. Lionel Richie and all the hits. Yeah. Yes. I would see that absolutely. With very special guest, Mariah Carey. What? Mariah's the opening act? I guess so. Or maybe they'll perform together. Shut the front door. I I, I like Lionel Richie. Oh. The guy's a hit machine. He is. Oh, here we go. 
I'm easy like Sunday morning. That's why I'm easy. I'm easy like Sunday morning. Oh, honey. Okay, so uh, Lionel Richie's Okay, wait, we have that. Kathy, you know it. <laughs> no? No. Okay. I know it. It's not taking part. <laughs> That's an interesting billing. That is. All she... night long. Uh-huh. All night. <laughs> Dancing on the ceiling. All night. She's got a new show out, too. Uh, Mariah Carey does? Yeah, new new uh, reality show. Yeah. What uh, is it about? It looks it, terrible. It's uh, like every other one. Yeah, it's like the Kardashians. Yeah. yeah. God. Okay. All right, I have other things. It's Guns called Cash and Carry. Um, what is this? Oh, that's a good song. Love that oh. song. Now we're going to... Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah we have to. <laughs> 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 hey, all right. Raise the roof. Can you pause it for a second? Throw away. Totally. To be done. <laughs> There's something about that progression that I find very... You know, like there are parts of the song. That part of the song, I think, is so entrancing. Is it hymn- hypnotic a little it's bit, right? It's hypnotic. Yeah. It's the, it's the percussion in the background. It's got to be it. It's always the drummer. Hmm. Go ahead. Let the music play on, play on, play on. work to be done. Talks like Yoda. Let the music play on, play on, play on. Everybody <laughs> sing, everybody dance. <laughs> Everybody take off your pants. We're going to party, around fiesta, forever. Do you know what this song's about? Come on and what? see. The Jonestown Suicide. Jonestown Suicide. Mama, fiesta, forever. Come on and sing it You know who sings the backups on this? Yoda. No. Who? Mariah Carey. No. Oh. Richard Marks. Oh. It was his first paid gig he ever had. He wow. was in here and told us in the city. Wow. That's him going, all night. In the background, listen. Yeah. Okay. Right, it's so good. Jackie Bam Bam opened up a show with Richard Marks on Saturday night. Did he? Oh, oh yeah. did you call? I mean, yeah. uh, you call it Saturday night? Yeah. Let me he tell you something. Play, he'll play anything. Yeah. That is yeah. a. If you've never had a chance to hear Jackie's Saturday night show, you're missing out. Wait, it's I, great. It is wait, great. Wait, 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 wait. I was wrong. It was Rick Astley. <laughs> My bad. Wrong Rick. Thanks, man. So Rick it's Astley still great, instead of Richard Marks. Yeah. Okay. Wrong Rick. So what did he do? Did he do? Uh, I think he did that. Uh, you Together got Rick forever. No, the, uh, the the Rick Roll song. Never gonna get. That's you it. Up. Yeah. Never gonna get. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I have other things to talk about. Guns. Longtime and- Lionel Richie collaborator Yoda. <laughs> From Guns- the Dagobah system. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you, Preston. <laughs> 
Right. This sure? cat lives in a small house. <laughs> I mean, small. There's snakes crawling all over the place. And so I'm there, and I'm ready to record. But I say, where's Yoda? And there's this little guy running around making food. And turns out he's Yoda. <laughs> and then we need to add some tracks into magic. Man. Right. Yeah. It happened. Then you guys started the Alderaan tour. Absolutely. Right. Doesn't he sing a song about seagulls or something like that? Well, they tried to start the tour pressing, but the planet wasn't there anymore. Uh, wait a minute. The hell? What, se- what seagulls? What are you talking Didn't about? Didn't you send a song that Yoda sings about seagulls? Oh, yeah. That was a good song. It was a, a, a bad lip reading. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the video yeah. series of bad lip reading, that there's a, a song that's really catchy that's Yoda and Luke running around on Dagobah, <laughs> and it, I, I, I can't describe it. You just have, you'll have to hear it. I don't remember that at all. It's yeah. visual because you're watching... The, the the parent it is know. yeah but but the song that goes along with it Steve is is a catchy song too all right okay Digaba. we have gone so far <laughs> off the rails have we that I'm not sure I should even so try. I show up for the gig and, <laughs> yeah there's no planet I'm not sure that I should even try to uh, <laughs> there's no planet to reel it back in <laughs> and I'm like how oh man where's the promoter <laughs> he was on the goddamn planet. <laughs> He got blown up. He got blown up. I, I know how to do As this. As if a thousand voices yelled out in the night. <laughs> uh, Guns N' Roses sold more than a million tickets over the weekend, and Bob Dylan won the Nobel Prize. And that's yeah. what for this week. There we go. <laughs> well, we do have an awkward moment with Patti Smith. Oh, the audio. Yeah. Patty Smith was at that Nobel award oh, ceremony. Yeah. Oh, I know all about it. <laughs> I have the whole story. You tell. No. No? No. Let's talk about Yoda some more. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Behind the music. And then Yoda showed up. Um, Patty Smith was uh, singing. Uh, by the way, Bob didn't, did not go. He didn't no. go. Uh, and he had someone else, the U.S. ambassador to Sweden, uh, Azita Raji, read the acceptance speech. Patty Smith sang a 1963 classic, A Hard Rain's A Gonna Fall. And it looks like it fell on her face. Yeah, it's <laughs> always been that way. Uh, which I don't even know this song. I mean, I, God bless her, but holy I crap. I don't know much about Dylan. All right. It's a high, it's high rains, you're going to fall. Yeah, Edie Brickell uh, covered it, you know? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Pretty. Well, anyhow, uh, Patty forgets the words. Yeah. And has oh. to start over. So. It's very embarrassing. Yeah, here we go. I saw the black branch with blood that kept dripping. I saw the babe that was just bleeding. I saw the babe that... Sorry. There's salt in. Sorry. You stink! Oh no! You stink! I'm sorry. Dude, you you can't sing! It's it's a woman. What? Holy Christ! She's a female. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Did anyone survive? No, you tell me someone who doesn't look at that. I, I, listen, oh, I, if everyone's oh, going to be honest, there's no work done. No. There's, there's no there's no primping in front of the mirror. She wakes right up and runs out the front door. Yeah. There's no there's no stopping. There's no mirror. Oh, yeah. Yep. There's no, let me fix my face. We start what the hell happened? Listen. I apologize. Sorry, I'm so nervous. <laughs> She's trying to, trying to do right by Bob Dylan. I can understand that. Yeah. So she's just she's overwhelmed, and it's also he he's his lyric intensity is off the charts. Yeah, 
Give right. her a nice round of applause. Yeah. yeah. For what? So a newborn babe with wild wolves all around it. There's more. Is there more? Is this just No, that's it. She finishes off and then she sings all night long. (laughs) (laughs) How wild would that be? (laughs) All night. Oh, my God. (laughs) Patty Smith sings Lionel Richie. Wow. This text says, wow, is it Friday already? (laughs) The show has gone off the rails completely. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's what I got. Here's yeah. the news for you. That's it, friends. Uh, we're going to take a wait. No, that's not it. No. no. We have the Beyonce and Jack White song. Oh. Okay. oh yeah. Sorry, Pierre. Go back home. <laughs> we, have, we have seagulls. <laughs> God <too>. damn it. <laughs> we're not done. <laughs> All, right. All right, here's the Beyonce and Jack White song. Jack uses that distorted um, thing a lot on The Voice uh, himself. Cool. There's a lot going on. Yeah. I wow. no, I do. I agree. I like it. Okay. I like it. That sound. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, that's the performance that's up for that uh, for the Grammy. Uh, and then, did you hear in the in the back? Do you know who that was? It was Karl Marx. Karl Marx. Yeah, yeah. He got. He was involved. He's doing backups. <laughs> it's amazing. All right. And then we have this gem. Rockin', rockin and this is the seagull song. Oh, see, I thought Yoda would be singing. No, they they, they paired it with their mouth movements. Stop it now. You gotta be kidding me. Who? Everyone told me not to stroll on that beach. Said seagulls gonna come. Hook me in the coconut. And they did. And they did. Okay, I'll have to watch the video. <laughs> I'm off the backup for that to make sense. Oh, and and there's a teletype at the end. Yeah, that's what I have in music news for you. We are taking a break. We'll be right back. From 5 to 7, Marissa Magnata rocks the grand opening of Planet Fitness at 500 Route 38 in Cherry Hill. Get the grand opening black card deal. $1 down, $19.99 a month. Plus, meet the Sixers dancers, enter to win Philly Atlanta tickets, and enjoy pizza, bagels, cupcakes, and more. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. 93.3 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. It is 7.21 in the morning. Preston Elliott out with the flu. The regular flu. The regular influenza. flu. Yes. Not all, the, not all the rage, not the coronavirus, which uh, is, is uh, just the, uh, the flu du jour. But he is out, and he hopefully will be back tomorrow, correct? Uh, well, uh, we'll see. We'll Listen, see. I don't want to rush it, man. No. We, we've got big things going on. That. We're supposed to be in Clearwater 
on uh, Friday. We're leaving on Thursday. We'll see how this all comes together. I don't want him getting on a plane if he's got germs no. and all that sort of He'll stuff. He'll have so. to ride in the luggage plane behind us. That's right. That's <laughs> My right. friend's cargo plane. That's right. The, the cargo plane that always travels behind the regular hey, plane. one thing I want to know about this uh, corona thingy uh, is if you get it, is it like chicken pox? Once you get it, then you're you're good for the rest of your life? I or, would say uh, no if it's like other flus. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, so, it's, uh, yeah it's not yeah, like I a did, virus. I did hear one professional say that um, it could be like the flu, where next year we'd see a new strain of it. Yeah, and that's uh, that's not uncommon. There, there are there are many in the uh, in the coronavirus series, which is uh, on Netflix. No, no, it's <laughs> a uh, it, it's what we're dealing with now. But it's uh, as we said before, no reason to panic. Just move along. Well, they're shutting down schools and you know, closing concert tours and all that sort of stuff. But business as usual for us. Yep. So uh, today is Tuesday. It is the Tat Tuesday. So text tattoo. Spelled T A T T O O to three nine three three three, and you can win a three hundred and fifty dollar gift certificate for world famous Philadelphia Eddie's at six twenty one South Four Street in South Philly. Uh, we're going to get a look at traffic, Kathy. What's going on? Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Okay, thanks, Kathy. I wanted to let everyone know. Obviously, we said before the presence out today with the flu, and so we're doing an enhanced best of. So we're going to be playing some of your favorite bits. And we have an interview coming up uh, later on uh, with uh, Dennis Winters, who's promoting a movie called Lost Girls uh, about a serial killer based on a true story. Very interesting. That's coming up later. But right now, I wanted to impart some information. And, Nick, you put this GoFundMe page up on our website, uh, com. Yeah, it's on the events page, on the community events page. It's right on the front page of com. It's for our friend Mike, who was at the Cardboard Classic, a.k.a. Mr. Mr. Peanut. Peanut. Yeah. Now, we, we didn't create this GoFundMe page. This is this was uh, put From together his by his, his yes, team. Yes, that's right. So, yeah. So, yeah, so he his friends created it, and we want to get the word out about it because... He, uh, if you heard or did not hear yesterday, he uh, he actually was injured when he got caught in front of his large peanut sled. He was dressed as Mr. Peanut. Perhaps you saw the Barstool Sports um, posting of the video, which is, uh, what, how many millions of views now? Yeah, like two and a half million. Two and a half million. The video's so, out there. And, it, and uh, listen, we, we just want to help Mike. He, he's going to be out of work for a little while. He's, um, a, he's a contractor. Yeah. And, and I, my, my brothers-in-law, are a number of them are contractors. And if you 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 know you miss some time, you miss money. And, and so we want to make sure he's got some medical bills and some, some cost to cover. So there's a few things going on here. A, the medical bills. B, being out of work. Right. right. So And those, and it can add up. So we've all been there. But if you've enjoyed his efforts over the years, and he and the other guys that basically put on this show, who are the entertainers of the Cardboard Classic every year that invest all this time to making it always a lot of fun. Uh, you know, he had a, he had a, his jaw broken, and so he has some issues to deal with. Uh, this page is up there. We want to get word out about it. We'd also like to see if we can sort of start to uh, finesse the information over to Barstool with all their followers oh, yeah. and to see if they can, um, you know, people who've watched the video perhaps can donate a little bit. If you've up there, just to, you know, and you've enjoyed the Cardboard Classic over the years, Know that Mike is one of the essential parts of what's made it so enjoyable, and perhaps kick in a few bucks and help him out. It would really go a long way to uh, turning things around. So a link to all of that with all that information is up on PrestonAndSteve.com, including the the Barstool video. And uh, one of the great things about Instagram is that you can leave comments, and people will see those comments. So uh, feel free to comment on Barstool and let them know um, that this is uh, something that happened to Mike. That you know they got a lot of views off this video. It's a it's a funny video. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. Um, but in retrospect, you just want to make sure that Mike's okay and that he'll be there for future Cardboards Classic. So he yeah. and his wife, uh, Katie, we talked to Katie yesterday. Mike is not uh, able to talk right now. Right. So, uh, and, his jaw's uh, wired shut. His jaw's wired shut. So he's oh got a couple of weeks ahead of him. So 
any bit you can do to help uh, would definitely be appreciated, I'm sure, by the family and certainly by us. So let's uh, rally to his assistance and get him up and running again. Now, I talked about Enhanced Best of, and we have uh, some stuff coming up. Case, what do we have? You guys, you and Marissa, Marissa's been uh, hard at work chopping together stuff to put on for this morning. Yeah. What do we have coming up? Uh, so this is, and I love this conversation we had uh, last year. It was uh, 15 of the creepiest Pennsylvania urban legends. Oh, this is great. Yep, here or, you go. You're enjoyable. This list is Steve sending me is 15 creepy stories and urban legends from Pennsylvania specifically. Yeah, this whole area, as you would imagine, you know, you're talking about the uh, the older parts of the country. Mm-hmm. You know, we, years ago, we took the one haunted tour of, of Philadelphia, which also turned out to be a uh, a great historical walking tour. But there's just, just tons of fun Creepy and weird stuff. Yeah, and uh, a couple of these I wasn't familiar with. Some I've, I've heard of, but uh, there's some interesting ones here. Um, a few are even based in fact and uh, turned out to have some real-life twists to them, even more bizarre than the actual tales that sprung up around them. But we'll start. I have 15 of these, so I don't know if we'll get to all of them. We'll see if we can, but... We'll start with the Seven Gates of Hell. Seven Gates of Hell. Now, that's a strip club. <laughs> yes. But it's also it's also an evil place. Uh, no, the Seven Gates of Hell are rumored to actually exist in Pennsylvania. Hellam Township is a quiet corner of York, Pennsylvania, uh, surrounded by forest. And it's also the rumored site of the Seven Gates of Hell. And according to the legend, there are seven remote gates which, when crossed in the right order, open a doorway to hell. Uh, the first is visible by daylight, and the rest become visible only at night. And apparently no one has passed through more than five of them and returned to tell the tale. I love this stuff. I do, too. And I, you know, and I always wonder, were I presented, you know, it's like, you know... You, it's fun to go along with it. I don't believe it. Right. But I think were I out there and I was at gate four, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe I'd stop there. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. just yeah. in case. So I have never said Candyman into a mirror more than one time. Uh, and, <laughs> or Bloody uh, Mary. Bloody Mary, haven't yeah. done that. If we went and got you a mirror right now, would wouldn't you do, do it? it? Why? Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> and that, there, there in case, you just said it. Just in case. Just in why, case. why, why screw things up? Right? I, I have a wonderful life. I'm watching a video of the Seven Gates of Hell place. It looks like a Blair Witch type of country, you know? Yeah. Like scrub, yeah. scrub brush and, and uh, that kind of forest. Yeah. Uh, so that's called Hellam Township, and it's uh, it's in York, uh, around York, PA. All right, so there's another one. This one I read about on Wikipedia, believe it or not. It's called Charlie No-Face. Yeah, this is freaky. This is out of Pittsburgh. Charlie yeah. No-Face, also known as the Green Man, one of Pittsburgh's best-known local legends, and according to different accounts, a man can be found lurking by the roadside at night and emitting a green glow. Or- Who is Charlie? Where is he? Is this Charlie? That is Charlie. Uh, so he has a emitting a green glow, or pa- perhaps he is horribly deformed, and he can be seen blowing cigarette smoke out through the holes in his cheeks. Now, this urban myth is actually partially true. Okay. Uh, and it was from the 1920s to the 1980s. A man who had suffered a severe ac- accident that destroyed his face uh, would walk a lonely stretch of road under the cover of night so he could get some fresh air and exercise without avoiding comments Public about, scrutiny. about his appearance. Yeah. And he would. we have a picture of him here. The guy's name was Raymond Robinson. 
And apparently it was actually a really nice and entirely non-murderous, creepy guy. Yeah. But it was at a time when uh, people weren't quite as uh, sensitive as they might be now. Uh, and so, yeah, So and, and thus was born this legend. And a lot of times these legends are simply just rooted in the devil doing things. Oh, that, that's yeah, a, yeah, no, so no. that's what no, it is. No, but in this case, uh, yeah, so he, uh, so he was a nice guy is the word? Yeah, that's what they said, yeah. All right, here's one I've never heard of, Blue Mist Road. Do we have some creepy music? Oh, sure. Anything. Even, even scare that up? Yeah, even yeah. if it's something that we're we're going to continue to play through the morning. Oh, yeah, okay, That's thank you. Very, very, very <laughs> No. Yeah, uh, I, I just got a job at a daycare. <laughs> oh, my God. No. All right, uh, Blue Mist Road, Irwin Road is a stretch of desolate road in the North Hills area of Pittsburgh called Blue Mist Road for the eerie blue mist which covers the road at night. They weren't good with names back then. No, it was very clever here. Uh, It was rumored to have been a KKK meeting place and the site of lynchings. And there are scary stories of every kind attached to this road from a witch's abandoned house to levitating glowing orbs and, of course, murder. Uh, according to one story, a jealous husband murdered his unfaithful wife and their children, then dumped their corpses into a septic tank beside his house on Blue Mist Road. Uh, their ghosts apparently haunt the road, so that's what uh, happens. It's you know, and with these things um, and these stories, for example, like Eastern State Penitentiary, where you know, there when you have this much sadness or this much emotion or the scene of a crime or like the, the John Wayne Gacy house we we did we were talking about recently which has since been bulldozed over, but the house that's on it now is up for sale. You know, again, you, Casey, yeah. the idea of just in case. Just in case. You know, you, you think of the malevolence or the evil that transpired there, and it's probably best to yeah. maybe two blocks over. I um, don't necessarily believe. There's nine, There's 99% of me that don't believe, but there's just that 1%. And, right, yeah. and so I have heard, like, and I love these things. First-hand story, ghost stories, right? Uh, there's a friend of mine who went to, is it St. Francis, the, the college in um, Allentown, Nick? Is it DeSales now? I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, she told me this story about uh, her being followed home from a party from, and there was like a famous ghost that, that uh, lives on that campus. It's like ghost of a priest. Right. You know, like really, really freaky. Was she aware of the story before her encounter, I don't. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But what I do know is is her telling me this story, and it wasn't like there was no scary music in the background. Yeah. It was just her telling me this story, <laughs> and the payoff because this guy was behind her, and she was walking behind her, walking, and then he was getting closer and closer and closer, and then at, at a certain point when he should have been like you know ten yards away from her, she turned around, and he was gone, and I was like. <gasps> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I heard this story of, of a broadcaster uh, who was telling this scary story on air. Uh, and when he tried to make a scared sound, had a full seizure and died. He made himself choke on his own spit. He choked to death on his own scare spit. Yeah. Now, let, let me ask you this. So, just, just for clarity, and, okay. and maybe she was, you know, maybe it was something else, but... Um, was she in like a wide open area where this guy would have had nowhere to go? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, was like, it was an open field. Okay. It was later at night. Uh, there was a mist, you know, fog in the area. <laughs> That's the ghost they call Lard Face. <laughs> <laughs> lard, lard Face. <laughs> 
All right, so anyway, these uh, these ghosts apparently haunt that road. They are also joined by a ghost dog and a mutant deer-human hybrid. Now that, that I gotta say. That is awesome. <laughs> One story says a bold teen honked the horn of his car to alert the critters that he was coming, and later he was found dead, dripping blood, dangling from the hanging tree. And that was the General Lee in the background. <laughs> Honking his horn. Said horn. <laughs> Uh, so that's called Blue Mist Road, by the way. I've never road. heard of that no. one. I know there is a road, and um, is this the one, Preston, where the trees grow away from the street? Well, that was, that was yeah, the Devil House or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went and we checked it out, and we're like, yeah, dude, look at the trees. They are that way. And then on closer inspection, we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Those are power lines, and they're trimming the trees so they go away and they don't yeah, touch yeah. the lines. Right, right. That's why all the trees are And the, house, the crosses yeah. are upside down on the house. Yeah. Those are just the windows closed. Yeah, exactly. All right, so there's another one called the Wandering Bus. Uh, millions of people use the SEPTA transportation system in the Philadelphia area to get wherever they need to go. According to legend, there is also a bus which appears only to those who truly need to leave their current circumstances but have no real destination in mind. This bus has been spotted all over the Philadelphia area, and according to legend, some ride it for years only to eventually disembark right where they need to be. You know what I think is even more terrifying? Just riding SEPTA in general. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm spanking it. I, I really don't understand this. I mean, is this a is this a uh, an apparition? I've never and heard of this. I'm not familiar. But apparently, with that. people in despair reported seeing or riding on this bus. I guess, and it appears only to those who truly need to leave their current circumstances, but have no real destination in mind. Where are you going? And uh, some ride it for years, only to eventually disembark right where they need to be. That's kind of a cool story. That's a little bad. That's actually pleasant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of it sketchy like there. Something. It's not scary at all. No. It's actually good. All right. Devil's Road. That's not good. Uh, here's one. Uh, Crossart Road in southeastern Pennsylvania has such a notorious aura of evil that M. Night Shyamalan filmed the village right beside it. Mm-hmm. So this, that was in. Where was it? Was that in Bucks County, Ken? Mm-hmm. Which, the village? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because uh, I know that Signs was filmed in, in Bucks County. This was out by Chad's Ford. Oh, Chad's Ford. Okay, yeah, different yeah. direction. All right, on this road, the trees... This is it. Steve, oh, this, this is the it. one. The trees inexplicably blend, bend away from the road as if recoiling in horror. They, they trim them so that the, <laughs> the freaking lines... Yeah, in fact, Nick's looking at a picture of it. Nick, what's running right by those trees? Why, that's a that's power a, wire. Yeah, that's, a, that's It's telephone pole wires. <laughs> so... The, um, you know, it's, it's okay. All right. Well, it continues on. It says, also, uh, further into the woods stands a massive abandoned stone mansion that locals insist was owned by a member of the DuPont family, one of the richest families in America. It said that in that house, the famous family inbred to keep their, uh, to keep control of their wealth while also secretly eliminating any deformed or sickly children that came from these unions. I want to make sure we keep hold on our wealth, so I'm going to bang my sister. I've actually heard a yeah. little bit about that before. With the DuPonts. Yeah, yeah. around Nemours Hospital, yep. the, there, there's, a, uh, there's a wall, and on top of the wall has jagged glass. Right. And the rumor, well, it's it's decorative. Yes. And the rumor was is that okay, so, yeah. so the quote unquote like mongoloid children yeah. wouldn't escape. Well, that's, that makes sense. Oh that's God. what they used to refer. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. All right. All right. Let's move on. Here's one I'm not familiar with: the Goblin of Easton. 
You guys ever heard of the Goblin no. of Easton? According to legend, a corrupt monk in Easton, Pennsylvania, made a fortune blackmailing the wealthy after they confessed their sins to him. Uh, he grew more greedy and was eventually sentenced to hang after beating an old woman to death. Ooh. And as the story goes, immediately after he died, he transformed into a monstrous clawed goblin and took to the woods. It said that he ate five of his fellow monks before the rest fled the state. Why did he stop at six? Uh, leaving the monastery in ruins behind him. I don't this, know. Uh, this sounds like this also is these. A lot of these legends bear the similarity. Like for example, the Jersey Devil is. Um, you know that story is. I've heard it said that the the woman's giving birth to children, and then I, I damn this child. Yeah, she had too many children. Yes, and the child came out and was this. Sort of homunculus-looking thing, yes. Yeah, and then flew away. Yeah, or yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. She created had, it, it jug something, handles. Something that she had, and then <laughs> thus the beginning uh, of jug handles. Back it, back it, you all! I'll create a bizarre traffic system. <laughs> you will never be able to get over the mini mall on the other side. There, yeah, will, yeah, yeah, yeah. there will be no left turns in New Jersey. <laughs> you don't see it, but you can't get to it. You go what? Oh, you mean I got to drive three miles up and make a left? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is true evil. Yes. Yeah. Make a right just to make a left. <sighs> I pass that place all the time. I don't know how to get in. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was the nice thing uh, of the yeah, Jersey yeah. Devil. <laughs> wow, had no idea. Uh, by the way, Steve, do you know the source of this story? These stories you sent me. Just from, I know it's from Ranker. So Ranker, Ranker is as, okay. as sort of a, an aggregator, I guess, is, is pulled in all these different okay. sites. But but things like. Um, what is this series of books? Um, weird PA? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah there's weirdnewjersey.com. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. All right, how about this? The Storm Hag of Lake Erie. Hag is a bad thing. I like that word, though. Hag. That's a great word. You never hear, so what she's like, she's got a great personality, she's a hag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The Great Lakes are known for their randomly violent and inexplicable storms. For centuries, sailors on Lake Erie have blamed these occurrences on the storm hag. The storm hag. She's described as a hideous demon that lives beneath the lake. She sings a quiet song before rising from the waves, spitting lightning and conjuring up the kinds of storms. Baby shark, 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 shark. Uh, that uh, can swallow a ship and its whole crew. There, uh, when you are out on the water, your mind can play tricks on you in crazy, crazy ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been out, you know, we used to be on our uh, go boating all the time. My dad had a few runabouts when we were growing up. And you say, so if you just cut the engines and sort of float, you'll hear voices. There'll be no boats around you. And you'll hear the way audio carries over the water is crazy. Yeah, that and your mind is playing sure, tricks on you. Sure, yeah. Sure, yeah. Um, Here, wait, shh, listen, hold on a second, listen. Oh, I heard God. something. Ooh. Creepy. Yeah. Uh, who was the not your average listener that we had in two or three years ago who, who t- has a podcast and she tells some of these stories? You guys remember that? I do. Uh, Chuck was talking to her about doing some podcast stuff yeah. for us. And it's a great podcast. And I can't remember her name. The life man can't remember. No, nope. oh. <laughs> I heard something. Not that. I'll find her. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, she had some really great stories. In the meantime, I'll go into another story. Yeah. The uh, Congelier Mansion. You familiar with this? Any of you? No. Or okay. Congelier? Congelier? Kayak? Kayak? Kayak. Formerly known as one of the most haunted houses in America, this Pittsburgh mansion has a dark and twisted past. In 1871, the mistress of the house discovered her husband was cheating on her with the maid in a rage. She stabbed her husband to death and cut the maid's head off. 
Oh, wow. For 20 years, the mansion stayed vacant. The next people who moved in quickly left due to the constant sounds of a female's sobs and screams. Wow. Around 1900, it was taken by a doctor uh, who was soon discovered to be using the home for horrifying experiments on both the living and the dead. That's that's not good. Yeah, the house had a long history of strange deaths as well. And uh, Thomas Edison even came to study the house while working on a machine uh, that was supposed to uh, communicate with the dead. Uh, It no longer stands as in 1927 it was incinerated in a gas storage tank explosion that destroyed everything within 20 miles. Headless things always freak me out. Headless uh, things are not good. No, no. Like what a, is wrong with you? I remember I being freaked <laughs> out by like uh, guillotines and the headless horsemen. And... Oh, yes. You know, there, if you go up to upstate New York, um, for the longest time, a lot of the people, a lot of the older, older people bought into those those mm-hmm. legends, hook, line, and sinker. I think it was a headless thing that has scarred me to this day. I'm 51 years old. Yeah. You guys know I don't go in haunted house. You yeah. don't. I don't do the attractions. They, I don't like them. Yeah. And I think it has to do with the very first Halloween that I can remember. It was pre-kindergarten, and we went to the first house next door, and a dude with no head was sitting on the front doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> And that was it. it. That was it. I called it. I called it quits for the night. Done. I was done. I'm just, out. I, they took me home and I ate yeah. raisins. <laughs> I didn't have any candy. You I like raisins. raisins. <laughs> I do like raisins, but I remember sun-made raisins after that. So uh, the headless Casey, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in there. All right. Uh, then we have. Um, then it says Eastern State Penitentiary, which I'm going to gloss over. Because we know we've, been, we've gone there many times. We, we live here and we know the story. So yeah. and and it's amazing and it's yes. wonderful and it's definitely worth going to. But you've heard it before. I want to go to some other things. Uh, the Washington Square Ghost. We learned about this. Yes, we did on that walking tour. I was just oh, in yeah. Washington Square over the weekend, so, and as we were walking through it, I'm thinking. There's thousands of dead people right underneath me because it's a potter's field. Right. A lot of people don't know that it is a, a mass grave site. Yeah. Uh, and, in fact, when we were taking the tour, and, and it is, I've heard this from other people who say the the the, the park guards who, who are there will have stories. And these aren't people who are prone to flights of fancy or, you know, making stuff up. And they... they Sort of, they're reticent to relay the stories, but now and then they'll they'll talk about things they've seen in the park. So, for most of the 1700s, it was used as a potter's field. Vagrants, strangers, and those who could not afford a proper burial were buried there. During the Revolutionary War and after a yellow fever epidemic, it became a mass grave. It is said that to this day, the ghost of a Quaker woman named Leah patrols the park to protect the dead from grave robbers, as she did in life. Uh, she's been spotted by numerous people over the years, including a police officer. Uh, if you ever walk the streets of Philly at night, you will find almost every park full of homeless people sleeping on benches, with the exception of Washington Square, which remains empty. I never now noticed that. that. Know. Is, 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 can anyone verify that? That's a good question. Uh, then you have uh, Balleroy Mansion. No, I think you've heard of this. Legendary. Yeah. Uh, we actually, do we go there? I think, I we, think went we... To the, we went to the Bolton Mansion. That's right, yes. Uh, so... This was built in 1911 by a carpenter who later killed his wife. This infamously haunted house has been investigated numerous times and has been called both uh, the most haunted house in Philadelphia and America. In 1926, it was purchased by the wealthy uh, Easby family who experienced hallucinations, hauntings, and unexplained deaths throughout those years. 
People have even claimed to see the ghost of Thomas Jefferson in the house. How you doing? Uh, inside the uh, the home is a 200-year-old chair previously oh, yeah. owned by Napoleon called That's Where the yeah. Death the Chair, chair. Yeah. 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 We've talked about would you sit in the in that blue chair? Right, nope. right, right. No thanks. <laughs> and again, honestly. So, and K- Casey, as you say, yeah. you know, just in case. Just in case. Just in uh, it's case. rumored that anyone who sits in the chair will die within weeks. Oh, my God. That's pretty quick. And it, the track record's apparently pretty good. But, uh, Is it? They also have the uh, the ottoman of sickness, oh. which uh, gives you nausea. You get nausea. Yeah, I, I'd risk that. Yeah, yeah. Various um, pieces of furniture. Fort Mifflin, another great one. And, and again, uh, tons of stories. We, we've actually had experiences or been with people who have seen and heard things. Uh, we, we used to do ghost, and ghost hunts all the time, and we went there a number of times and had people freak the F out. Yeah, by the way, the the one that uh, that is most well-known there is the screaming woman. Yeah. Elizabeth Pratt. She had hanged herself after her estranged daughter died of typhoid fever before the two can reconcile. So <laughs> you can hear her screaming yeah. at any time. Did you hear that? I heard somebody clearly scream butthole. All right, how about the ghostly bride of the city tavern? Marissa, are you familiar with that one? Yeah, because you've been to, I know you've been to Seti Tavern on many occasions. Yeah, that's the one right in Old City, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I don't know the ghost story. I want to hear oh, it. Oh, okay. All right. In 1854, a fire not only destroyed the original City Tavern, but, oh, man, this was printed where half the... Um, but. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait, but, uh, see, page two. But something no, like like the words are split in half. Oh, like the entire God. sentence. I only I get the top half on one page and the bottom half on the other page. I found it for you if you want. Where uh, is this part? A bride to be was upstairs with her attendants preparing for their nuptials. No, we're reading two different stories here. In ancient, yeah. Well, uh, what are we looking at? The but ghost claimed the something of most of a bridal party. Claim the lives of most of a bridal yeah! party. Yeah, all right, got it. Nailed it. <laughs> After an unfortunate accident led to an oil lamp tipping over, the city tavern caught fire before the bride and her party could be saved. The city tavern has since been rebuilt and weddings are held there to this day. It is said that occasionally in the pictures taken at these celebrations, the figure of a ghostly bride can be seen. Hmm. Uh-huh. So I guess it's in pictures. Yeah. Sometimes there are things that appear in uh, in pictures and mirrors and obviously... They're optical illusions. There was a place in St. Louis one time. It was called the Lemp Mansion, and it was uh, a lemp. It was a brewery, and has it has like a, a cave system underneath it and everything where they would. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Put the the uh, the product and so forth. Um, but it's known to be haunted, and I and it's a, it's a um, it's a restaurant now. So I'd had dinner there many times, and we were there with a group of people, and they took a picture, and in the picture, in the wall pattern, for some reason. It it looks like a face, like like the the wall pattern. Part of it was kind of highlighted by light. I don't know what, but it, it looks, looks like, like a face. It looks like a face. I'm like, all right, yeah. hanging on to that one. I have it somewhere <laughs> yeah. in the house. So real quick, it took me a little while, but I found the not your average listener. Her name is Deanna Marie, and the podcast is Twisted Philly, and she kind of explores different uh, crimes that are unsolved, not necessarily you know, ghost stories. Yeah. yeah, some okay. of that, but um, yeah, it's all pretty creepy. But uh, yeah, the podcast is Twisted Philly. But crime stuff, especially, you know, murders, kind of play into the lore. It, yeah. Always. So, uh, at least three quarters of these involve some sort of someone who was murdered on a site. And, and uh, you know, that's uh, that's where these stories begin. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, you ever heard of one called Grumblethorpe? Grumblethorpe. Yeah. I've been to Grumblethorpe. Uh, don't want to go to Grumblethorpe. So Grumblethorpe, there, here's the story behind this. During the Battle of Germantown, British General James Agnew made Grumblethorpe his headquarters. I love the name. Uh, he was uh, wounded there and bled to death in the front parlor of the house. Bury me at Grumblethorpe. Where apparently the blood stain can still be seen to this day. That happens a lot. Or a lot of people report stuff where there's a blood stain in a house that keeps returning. Oh. There's a show on Netflix. I forget the name of it. I, Dr. Press, I was telling you about it. I just started watching it. Um, and it's uh, like in season two. And it has the person who has encountered or seen this thing. But it's not just this person. It's like three or four other people as well uh-huh. who, who recount the story and have seen similar things. So, again, I, I'm doing air quotes, but if that validates the yeah. story or gives it a little bit more gravitas, I have to say, looking at people who appear normal, because I'm, I'm a sucker for any of these shows anyway, but this seems to add a little bit more credibility when you have people who, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously, they're orchestrating a lot of it or whatever yeah. the case is, but to have multiple people seem that shaken by an encounter. Yeah. For whatever it's worth, it, it seems to have a little bit more impact. My cousin was telling me that uh, there's a there's a prison in Jim Thorpe uh, that uh, there's a legend that goes on there. We because we just drove through there on our way to uh, Canada last week, but um, several like Irish immigrants were um, sentenced to death there, and yeah. like improperly, it was uh, uh, for some reason whatever they were building there. Um, I don't know the whole backstory, but like the last, apparently the last guy who was about to be uh, executed, you know, put his hand on the wall and said, you know, like basically I curse this place right. and blah, blah, blah. And his, apparently his handprint has been there ever since. And they can't get rid and of they, it, right? and they can, And it always just shows As up. the legend goes. I love stuff like that. Oh, so I don't right. know if it's true. It reappears? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. With the middle finger. <laughs> uh, yeah. Told you. Yeah. 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 Uh, Suck this. Uh, Nick, you had it up. It was something about the Molly Maguires or something like okay. that. Okay. You yeah. know what the original name for Jim Thorpe was? Mock Chunk. What was it? Mock Chunk. Mock Chunk. Mock Chunk. Chunk. Yeah. Chunk. Look it. We're looking at a picture right here. There's a hand floating right in the doorway, Preston, of this picture up in the studio here. That's interesting. And Mock Chunk. Mock. Hey, Ra. (laughs) (laughs) That was going to be the name for Ianisport. Mock Chunk. Chunk. Yeah. Uh, by the way, so back to Grumblethorpe. Grumblethorpe. Better name than Mock Chump. Yeah. I think I pass this all the time. I, uh, this building, the, the picture that I've seen, I'm uh, calling it up on my computer, looks it, very familiar. It's in Germantown. Yes, so yeah. If you make your way through that area, I don't know if it's on the main drag, but um, it is said that a black mist rises from the blood stain and then roams around the house. The mist? Does the mist, that? yeah, yeah. Well, I'd get out of that house. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that one might, that'd be... Oh, that's just the bloody death mist. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> What is that? Oh, that over there? That's a bloody death mist. <laughs> huh, then I'm going to stay over here. Or even leave. <laughs> and then the last one on this list is the, is the General Wayne Inn. Now, did we we did a haunting. No, we tried we to. Didn't. We tried to get into. For a while, it has been a, a Jewish... Um, Wait, General Wayne or General Warren? General, General Wayne. Wayne. Oh. Which is right on um, uh, Lancaster. It's a Jewish what? 
Uh, it's Montgomery. like a, a, I don't want to say it's a synagogue, but it's a meeting place. Yeah, it's a center for Jewish life. It's, um, okay. it's been a few different things, but yeah, it's on Montgomery, not on, on Lancaster. It's right in, uh, it's, it's, oh, I'm sorry, you're right. Yes. Yeah. I, I, what I, yeah. is the one that we, from here. that we did that had a bar and restaurant? Crier in the County? That might have been a case. Was that yeah. one of our stops? Down on, um, on Route 1? I don't remember. <laughs> Route 1. I think you're thinking of the City Line Panera. Uh, all right, anyhow, uh, the Old Inn can boast a number of famous guests, or has an, uh, boasted a number of famous guests, including uh, George Washington, Edgar Allan Poe, and others. By the way, Edgar Allan Poe, his ghost is rumored to still walk the premises. Why would his ghost walk the premises there? I'm, I'm curious. He didn't die there. Uh, he know. died on a, on a... Didn't he die on, a, on the street? He was a raging alcoholic and was it Baltimore or someplace? I know that they, they leave a uh, on the anniversary of it's either his birthday or his death that uh, someone leaves a rose in a specific location yes. uh, without fail. And they, they eventually, I think, found who that person was, but they did it every year. The General Wayne Inn, though, I remember the story of the murder that took place in the kitchen. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? That, yeah, because that wasn't that long ago. Yes. Well, it says here, 1996, co-owners and best friends James E. Webb and Guy Saleo had uh, come upon hard financial times. Saleo shot and killed Webb on the third floor. This is in 1996. Yes, I remember this. Uh, Saleo was sentenced to life in prison after trying to pin the murder on his 20-year-old mistress who later killed herself. Uh, so it was already creepy, and then you have that on top of it. Wow. Uh, oh, Dina. Twisted Philly oh, is on the line. Hey. Yeah. Hi, Dina Marie. Is it Dina Marie? It is. How are you guys? Oh, we're good. It's nice to hear from you. It's nice to hear your voice. You're one of our not-your-average listeners. And uh, and so you do the podcast mainly around uh, violent crimes and things like that, murders and so on, correct? Well, it's, it is a lot more than that. There's a lot of okay. ghost stories and history. There's oh. tourism. But I heard you guys talking about Grumblethorpe. Yes. I thought I'd call in, and uh, that was an episode that I talked about this spring. Okay. So, and the the, the deadly blood mist. Uh, that that if you heard about that, obviously, right? Yes, yes, the blood mist and the blood stains that are still there from 1777. So, uh, it, I assume the story is at least what it appears in the text here is that uh, after trying to remove it, it, it keeps coming back. Is that the case? It does. The stain is, they've never been able to remove it unless they actually get rid of the floors. And who would want to do that in right. an incredible historic property? I mean, and where would the deadly blood mist live? If you got rid right. of that? I don't know. I guess wherever you put the floor, if you removed it, the blood mist might follow. So when's the last time that someone saw this mist? So there was an article in the Inquirer a couple of years ago. There was an interview with uh, somebody who worked at the house and employees there have seen it. So it's it's not something that's been all that long ago. So, it's it's funny because I'm sure you you encounter this as well. And I and I again I, I for the most part we've been around people who right within feet of people who claim to see things. I find it fun, so there's a part of me that enjoys believing it a little bit. But for the most part, I don't. That said, well, there's stuff we don't know in this world. So you've talked to people over the years. Have you ever had someone who you just thought to yourself, "Wow, this." This is pretty credible. This person does not seem to be, um, you know, grasping for straws here. Where there, where you felt yourself thinking, "Wow, this is this is conceivable." I have. I like to call myself an optimistic skeptic. I think that's good. And, yeah. Uh, and I, but I've definitely met some folks. One person in particular comes to mind who is very credible. And and what 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 case did it pertain to? 
A number of different experiences. It's somebody that I call a radar. This person just seems to have something about them that attracts energy. And whether it's energy that we can see or experience, more than likely not. But uh, there's been experiences here in Philadelphia, experiences in Kentucky. I've traveled with this person, and uh, they're they're pretty credible. Uh, well, and and so, but you know what I'm talking about. He's an optimistic skeptic. So so uh, I, I think that's a good way to approach it. But sometimes you see somebody who just seems to have all their, uh, as they say, s together. And and yet something has happened to them that is so profound, and they're almost sometimes reticent to talk about it, and yet they do. And uh, well, there there could still be very viable reasons for it, but at least it was something out of the norm. Very much so. And you know what I really like? I, I love digging into the history behind it. Yeah. You know, it's it. I want to know what the truth is, and the truth may or may not contain anything paranormal. Yes. But I love figuring out where these legends come yeah, from. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of the cool part, I think, as well. And I to Preston's point, so many of the things do center around a particularly brutal murder or mm-hmm. a scandal, mm-hmm. and that's been your your uh, experience as well, right? Most of the haunted tales that I research are usually attached to some sort of a tragic event. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Twisted Philly podcast. Make sure you check this out. Deanna Marie, it's great to hear from you. Hey, great to talk to you. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We'll see you later. I tell you what freaked me out, and I forgot where it was, Steve, the... um uh, the architect, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd. Oh, that story. That story about the uh, uh, the servant killing his his uh, his mistress and the children. They're and... just sitting there eating. Oh. He takes a hatchet, a la Lizzie Borden, yeah, and mm. buries it in their skulls. And that uh, and then that <laughs> house God. burned down like twice or something. Yes, or it was. Uh, that has a little freaky. Well, the Marsden house, even though it's fictional in, in the uh, Salem's Lot, that we there's the, the clip that. of Salem where David Soul asks, you know, he's asking, do you believe a house can be evil? That something, an inanimate object, can be evil and hold evil. And that's the basis as well. It's another Stephen King, and we may get into movies and stuff here in yeah. a little bit. But The Shining is. It's that hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, there's an entity of sorts that the building itself is something. <laughs> is creating this evil, and and that it kind of explores that as well. So again, we we work, we try to work in things that make sense and so on and so forth. But there's still a lot we do yeah. not know. You know, I want to go to Brian because he's been on hold for like thirty minutes. Oh, and, sorry. and I know we got to take a break, but let me go to him. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning, guys. You guys rock. Hey, thanks, man. Sorry to make you hold so long. What's up, buddy? Uh, no, no problem, man. So, a uh, quick story about the Jim Thorpe Prison. Actually, I was there uh, two years ago. Uh, seen the hand and. Apparently, someone uh, starved themselves and covered themselves in butter and escaped from the windows. Okay. Slipped through uh, the bars. So, yeah, like through the bars. Yep. Yeah, so quick story about That's that. That's terrifying. Anyway. All right. That's well, he be later became large-faced because he, he enjoyed it so much, Preston, that he wanders the hill looking for cigarette ash. All right. What, there was another thing in Percocy you wanted to tell us about. All right. So it was actually in New Hope. It's called Crybaby, uh, Crybaby Bridge. Okay. And New Hope is loaded goes, with scary stories. Oh by yeah! The way. All right, oh, go ahead. Of course. Yeah, of course. So the legend goes that uh, back in the day, some lady got pregnant and the family wasn't having it. So apparently, she tossed her baby over the bridge and hung herself on the bridge. Whoa! So urban legend goes: if you go there, you park in the middle of the bridge, you turn off your car, you'll hear babies crying, you'll hear little like feet dangling on top of your roof, like nails scratching over, like her hanging above your car, pretty much. Wow. <laughs> it's a covered bridge. We're looking, at a, <laughs> we're looking at a picture of it here. So do you pull... Is it a covered bridge that you know of? 
Yep, it's a covered. I've been there before myself, actually. So, so you pull into the bridge and then stop. You stop. You shut off your car. Shut off your lights. You know, dead at night. The later, the better. Obviously, is wow. it a, is it a well trafficked bridge? Because I don't know. I mean, so I assume you'd have to do it when there's not a lot of people going through. Yeah, it. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not really that well trafficked, but you know, it's kind of back in the woods. Oh, okay, so it's it's a little bit more rural. So you go in and and you've done it yourself. You said, yeah. Okay. Any experience? Yes. Uh, yes, I've heard scratches on the roof. I heard babies crying, and I turned on my car and got the hell out. of it. <laughs> No way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I love like stuff like that. Thanks, Brian. I remember, so, Preston, remember we took a couple of tours around. We did, uh, there was the Gravity Road, which yeah. is an optical illusion. Yeah, yeah, where your car appears to roll uphill. When in a neutral. There was a there was one, listen, I think almost any state has something like that, because we had one <laughs> in Missouri, or it might have been Illinois, but it was it was called the, the Albino Boy. The Albino Boy. And supposedly, yeah, you'd park your car. And the albino boy would come and push your car. Up. Oh, so <laughs> and there was supposed to be little prints left on your on the back of your vehicle, little white prints left on the back of your. You know, because albinos they leave all They're that white so stuff. Yes, they, they, yeah. that's residue that makes them white. Right, <laughs> comes off. And then there was another one called Zombie Road, which was supposed to just be all kinds of evil stuff. Song's called Zombie Road. We used to go walk up and down Zombie Road at like 3 o'clock in the morning yeah. just to prove that we were tough, you I know? can't for the life of me. We had, had one of those, not Zombie Road, but the... Um, where the car albino would... boy? What? The al- albino the, uh, boy? Gravity no, no, Hill? No, oh. yeah, the Gravity Hill, but I I can't remember what we called it. Yeah. There was a, and I've mentioned this before, growing up on Long Island, they had... A, Kathy, were you familiar with Pilgrim State Mental Hospital? Uh, no, but I mean, here was Byberry. Right, so Byberry is very similar. But Pilgrim State, though, had these large buildings, and, and it... it, it stopped being used, but the buildings remained there for years and years and years, and there was this whole complex. The buildings were actually like many, st- uh, yeah, at least of yeah. Long Island, were very tall. And so at night, you would see these dark buildings against the skyline against, you know, the, the, the sunset or whatever. No lights, no nothing. And there were a wealth of rumors and legends that surrounded that area. What was it called again? Pilgrim State Hospital. I want to say I've seen something yeah. about that, Stephen. I saw a backstory on it. Man, but it was like like Byberry, and the, so that was they had the underground like Penhurst, the underground yeah. tunnels, right? That were, um, you know, just tons of stuff, and and they're almost begging for legends, urban legends to be created in those areas. Yeah, they're so ominous and and foreboding. Yeah, exactly. All right, interesting stuff. We need to take a break. We're going to be back in just a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Dude, there's too many knobs on this stupid board. I thought I'd turn the music down. I'm like, man, this is really, really loud. You're uh, doing a fine job. <laughs> Preston's out today, by the way. It is the Preston and Steve Show. Preston is uh, home with the flu, the regular flu, hopefully. That seems to be the case. Uh, might be back in tomorrow. We don't know. We'll find out maybe uh, what's going on later on. So if he had the flu yesterday, when do you think he actually started having it? Probably about a month ago. Okay. Exactly. Uh, we've uh, we've all had it nine times since then and just didn't know. <laughs> we've all wondering... been exposed to it, so yeah. whether or not our immune systems can fight it off, we will. According to his text last night, he says, uh, I got the word back from Dr. Mike that I have influenza B, whatever that means. So, um, yeah, he probably had it last week. 
He came into work yesterday, which is unfortunate, but <laughs> nothing we can do about it at this point. Yep. He bit my breakfast sandwich on Friday. Oh, totally. That's why I'm wondering. He completely licked my coffee cup yesterday, oh, too, man. which uh, was upsetting. If anybody's going to get it, it's you. One, he bit your breakfast sandwich uh, on Friday, and two, you sit the closest to him. Although in this studio, we've all been exposed yeah. to it. Yeah. It's a closed atmosphere. Uh, that along with the asbestos <laughs> and whatever other vermin yeah, have been wandering through the building since construction. <laughs> We probably have the bubonic plague as well, but we're all gonna die. We soldier on. We and soldier we have on. Things to do, so let's do them, Kate. All right. So uh, Kathy's gonna give us a look at the NJM Insurance Group traffic. So what, what traffic? It's the NJM Insurance Group traffic. Okay. I'm glad I got to say it twice because apparently I missed <laughs> saying the NJM Insurance Group traffic the other time. So now I said it three times. Now I just gave myself a little buffer. Buffer in, in case, case you I don't again. say NJM Insurance Wise Group move. traffic. Yes. Wise move. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Okay, thanks, Kathy. As you know, and as we said before, we're doing an enhanced best of today, which means we're playing back some of our favorite bits, hopefully some of your favorite bits as well. We mentioned something earlier I want to re-mention because it's very important. Our friend of ours, Mike, who was now, well, will forever be known as Mr. Peanut from the Cardboard (laughs) Classic this year. Uh, Obviously, we had mentioned yesterday he had been injured when he collided or his own peanut collided with him dressed as Mr. Peanut. You might have seen the uh, video on Barstool Sports or on his own Instagram page. Uh, When that happened, coming down the hill, his jaw was broken and a few other things happened. Some teeth as well were were, uh, messed up. So long story short, he's got some medical cause to cover. And uh, he is a contractor. And when contractors miss days, they miss money. Uh, so we're uh, he he has set up a GoFundMe uh, page. Friends of his have his team, yeah, his, his cardboard team, classic yeah. team, yeah, very good team. And uh, by the way, if you've ever enjoyed any cardboard classic, they've been there, they've been entertaining, they've had so many great contributions to the cardboard classic. If you ever had a good time, if you ever enjoyed watching any of the videos, we ask. We're getting the word out that you donate some money. We're off to a good start right now. We want to keep it going and uh, and hit their goal. Because he's 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 going to need the assistance. Yeah. So uh, Steve, uh, he posted this yesterday. He had four jaw fractures. Yeah. And one sinus bone break. And so okay. yeah, that's significant. And um, the costs are going to be significant as well. There was an ambulance ride and, and things like that. So we uh, vetted this one, by yeah, the way. Yes, <laughs> this, we have. This one's not. Uh, this one won't end up on Good Morning America in a few. <laughs> so in thanks a few to months. Katie and Ed and everybody on their team. And uh, Mike is um, a, a pretty humble guy, you know. And he, I don't think he would ask for this on his own. No. But and we're I'm, happy to to relay the message. You're right. This is indicative of the kind of person he is. But, I mean, he's, think about the amount of time he's invested over the years and his team has invested in putting on this show. They are the stars of the Cardboard yeah. Classic. Mm. So um, if you can, if you have a couple bucks, uh, contribute. Yeah. And uh, really- and we made it easy for you. Just go yeah. to PrestonSteve.com. Oh. It's right there on the front page. Um, really, really easy for you to find. And, you know, we're not asking you to donate 100 bucks. You no. Know, but, you know. Thousand. Yeah, thousand yeah, dollars, yeah. ten you know? to fifteen thousand. Ten to fifteen thousand um, dollars. That's all. Is that so on, much? Yeah. Okay. I mean, listen, it's tax season, so if you get a nice return, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Uh, anyway, you're going to probably spend that on on uh, antiseptic wipes uh, in the next couple of weeks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, but that said, we do uh, move along with the show, and we are going to do the bizarre file. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. And the Bizarre File today is brought to you by hers. The birds chirping, the mowers mowing, and the chips crunching. Ladies and gentlemen, spring training is here. Keep it Philly Philly with hers, official sponsor of the Philadelphia Phillies. All right, let's see. Where do we begin? We'll start with this one. Uh, this is the story of a naked man jumping on a car with a mom behind the wheel and her two young kids in the back seat. That's beautiful. Uh, Drekadik. Drekadik. Yeah, she has... Drekadik. She has... <laughs> 
<laughs> she has the video to prove it. Uh, Drek Adrik in the video says, uh, you see the uh, man uh, wandering into traffic was a man who was wearing only socks. Mm. She said one was black and the other one was white. Can't even match his socks. I had a friend with me and we were laughing. He was walking up to cars and he saw us. The video shows a man approaching Drek Adrik's car. <laughs> Drek Adrik. And within seconds, he was on the hood, pressing himself against the windshield and fondling himself. So he's smushing his bits yeah. on the window. That's unpleasant. Uh, she said, I told my kids to cover their eyes. I didn't know what to do next. Safe flight repair. <laughs> he uh, refused to get off the car, and he had a smirk on his face, apparently. That's Drek Adrik's song or theme song. Uh, I didn't know what that was. All right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he refused to get off the car, and he had a smirk on his face, and that's when I started driving forward, and he still wouldn't get off. It occurs to me that that's somewhat provocative. Uh, Drake uh, p- prepared to hit the brakes, and she said that he seemed to know what was coming next. She said he put one hand up as if to say, don't punch the brakes, but I did. Uh, according next to her uh, description, the man flew off the car onto the pavement. His exposed parts hit the concrete. Ow. <laughs> and he rolled over several times. Unfazed, she said the man got up and started approaching other cars. She said, I didn't see, or, I'm sorry, I didn't stay to see what happened next. We got the hell out of there. Uh, she Why would you hang around? But she didn't report the incident to Houston police at the time, but she says she plans to now. Uh, so, good luck. <laughs> Why is she doing nothing? Joe wanted to wait a little bit and just ruminate on things. A medical examiner with the Georgia Bureau of Investigation was suspended for two weeks after complaints that she made inappropriate comments while handling the remains of a dead woman. Dr. Sandra Thomas, who has never faced any other complaints since joining the agency in 2014, has expressed regret and has returned to work. Look, I'm going to make it sing. <laughs> Honestly, you need to have some respect for the dead, especially when you're in that job. Uh, yeah, she asked another, apparently during the autopsy, she asked another doctor at the morgue if she knew how to do a Muslim autopsy. The other doctor said Thomas then lifted the neck of the dead woman and made a wailing sound called a uh, ululation. Like a... I guess, I guess yeah. so. Since the times of ancient Greece and Egypt, ululation has signified times of both mourning and celebration. Huh. Uh, to, it's generally heard at funerals and, and weddings in the Middle East. Yes. Uh, Thomas repeated the question and sound with another doctor. The doctor also found the remark inappropriate during an investigation. Hey, look at this. Uh, Thomas expector, expressed regret for her actions. The GBI suspended her, and uh, she had to sign a document acknowledging that another inappropriate action will result, result in her termination. Nation. You would like to think that your loved ones are cared yeah, there, for. There's a certain amount of reverence. Instead of putting sunglasses and cigarettes in their mouth. Right. Uh, so, anyhow, in December in 2018, there was an employee that took a photo of another smiling while posing with a severed head of an elderly murder victim. Oh. Those employees were fired. So they don't. They don't. That's put gruesome. Up, yeah, they don't put up with that stuff. Forty-six ice cream trucks were seized from owners who allegedly amassed 22,000 traffic fines, totaling about 4.5 
million dollars since 2009 and evaded paying the hefty debt, according to New York City officials. How fast are they driving these ice cream trucks? The seizure was Kids known. Kids can't even catch up. The seizure was known as Operation Meltdown. <laughs> I like that. Comes after the truck owners allegedly amassed the traffic violation fines through a scheme in which dozens of shell companies were created to avoid enforcement efforts by the city's Department of Finance. So this is a this is a full-on scam. Uh, the complaint alleged that the group operated companies that uh, accrued 22,000 summonses for violations. Wow. Including, including running red lights, parking near fire hydrants, blocking pedestrian crosswalks. <laughs> what the hell was that? They're going really fast. They're going very fast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do it again. Play it again. Uh, all right. Uh, hit play. You can't speed it up. Speed it up more. I tried. Okay. My bad. Uh, so anyhow, the alleged scheme was based off a periodic, systematic, and repeated re-registration. I thought you were going to sing Grease Lightning. <laughs> it's periodic. <laughs> systematic. <laughs> Why, it's Grease Ice Cream. <laughs> 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 we're done with this. Oh, man. They were bad bad people. There was, there was a much that was more. it. The bulk of the story had been imparted. Yeah. It feels like we're in the goddamn Twilight Zone. Oh, it really my does. God. All right, one more story then. Okay. A man in Central Florida told deputies he poured salt on the floor of a Walmart store to get rid of the evil spirits that were around him. Did it work? You know what? <laughs> I don't know if they verified that or not. Honestly, how would you be able to know that at a Walmart? The Pasco Sheriff's Office arrested 38-year-old Damon Dean Cantrell. Well, to be honest, Lou, I haven't seen any demons. <laughs> <laughs> they might have worked. Sunday morning, a store manager told investigators a man poured salt on the floor and on his feet before walking into the woods nearby the store. If you break the salt circle, though, demons will be able to penetrate. It's like Manitou, Steve. Absolutely. Did Uh, we learn nothing from that Tony Curtis film? The manager said that he wanted the man charged with trespassing. A deputy found Cantrell laying under some trees in the woods. That's my job. He was still on Walmart (laughs) property. Uh, so they arrested. Another Walmart saved. <laughs> there you go. Listen, I've seen things that look like demons in Walmart. Absolutely. Many times. Usually wearing stretch pants. <laughs> yeah. And that is the B-File. We're going to take a quick break. Stay close. We'll be back in a moment. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. 
Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. With Preston being out, uh, us doing an enhanced best of show, uh, we're sort of behind (laughs) schedule just a little bit here. Isn't that amazing? You think when we could be the most precise, we still run late. But that's okay. Yeah. So Preston is out. We are doing the enhanced. Uh, We have uh, lots of content and stuff coming up. And we're going to be interviewing uh, Dean Winters coming up. He's got a new movie coming out. You know him. He plays mayhem in those all-state commercials. Has done a ton of stuff. So, uh, Case, what do we have coming up? Well, we got uh, business as usual. Today is Tattoo Day, so you want to text the word tattoo, spelled T-A-T-T-O-O, to 39333. And that way, you'll be uh, in the running to win a $350 gift certificate to world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. They do great work. Um, and I want to do a giveaway right now, uh, Quiet Place Part 2. Yes! That movie looks yes. amazing. And we have a, a an, an advanced screening of this. Uh, it's going to be on Monday, March 16th at 7.30 at the Philadelphia Film Center. Uh, Quiet Place Part 2 hits theaters on March 20th. So we'll take uh, callers 4, 5, 6, and 7. Great numbers. Thank you. Thank you very Great much. I appreciate numbers. it. I was thinking about that all morning. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to move along. We're going to get another look at the NJM Insurance Group Traffic. Kathy, what's going on? Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. I saw an article that I thought was interesting and might uh, bring up some stories, and maybe you've fallen into uh, this trap before, and Kathy, I'll specify, it's mainly uh, this article is about women, uh, that they, they talk about these things called HLMs, which are uh, multi-level marketing schemes. To give you an example, these companies that have you get on board to sell their products. Right. And not only do you have to sell their products, you have to try to recruit other people to get on board to sell their products. Like a, uh, like a Mary Kay? Mary Kay, I guess, uh, Amway, you Fuller know. Brush. Yeah, things like that. I mean, they have so many of them now. There's like makeup, then there's like a lipstick specific one where you're just selling lipstick. There's uh, right, skincare, right. there's um, leggings. Jewelry. Jewelry. Yeah. So, apparently, this article points out what you may not consider is the fact that it can kill some relationships. Yeah. Um, so they, they use, they cite as an example, this one woman, Jamie Branson, uh, she had just moved to Toledo and an old high school friend reached out on Facebook Hi. and asked to meet for breakfast so they could catch up. So she did, yeah. you know, she's from elsewhere. This woman sees on Facebook, she'd moved into her general area. They went to high school together. Hey, let's meet up. Uh, this woman, Jamie said she was so interested in meeting up that she agreed to meet up halfway between our two cities, which is about an hour's drive for each of us. And she said halfway through the brunch, the other woman revealed that she was less focused on friendship and more focused on recruiting her to sell skincare products. Uh, she said it was nothing but a marketing ploy for Arbonne, I guess is the name of the company. Arbonne? Uh, no, A-R-B-O-N-N-E, oh, okay. Arbonne. Uh, she said she had zero interest in what was going on in my life and had no intention of forming or reconnecting a friendship. That would piss me the hell off. Yeah, and she said, needless to say, we haven't talked since then. Uh, so hmm. I guess there are cases where it's, it, in, and in uh, families as well, yeah. that it can kill the relationship because people keep pushing this product on them and expect you to support them it can, in their efforts. It can strain 
relationships, and I, I've, I've seen it happen periodically over the years. Uh, but the Facebook tool, that concept, yes, of of a hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. So you kind of have a database of people that you are you might consider slightly easier touches, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, yeah, have you ever? I mean, has uh, Rochelle ever gotten invited to these things? Rochelle did a couple of them, uh, yeah. and, and she did jewelry for a little while. Yeah, she did. She did Mary Kay years and years and years ago. Uh, and tried to get it going, but listen, some people, some people, ha- it happens for them, and yeah. some it does not. And then she did a jewelry thing for a while, and then that company went out of business. Yeah. So we got stuck. With all the jewelry. I know. You have to pre-buy it, don't you? Don't you have to pre-purchase a certain amount? I think in some cases. You can. You you can purchase, like, packages so that when you go to... Because it used to be where you would actually have to have a party at someone's house. And you would want to take samples so people could buy them. And then you took orders, and it it was shipped. Now, it's easier because people can just do it online. A lot of people will have sales on Facebook. And they'll do a sale, but it'll end, you know, Friday at noon. So it's like you invite all of your your Facebook book friends, and then they can purchase by a certain time to kind of give it like a deadline yeah. and not leave it open-ended. So, all right, so the parties, is that's not the same. That's not as bad, right? So you're having like a, a pampered chef yeah, party or thing. a jockey party. It's the same thing? Same thing. Okay, why did that seem less intrusive than, than what, what Press is talking about now? Well, that's because at those parties, you would sell the products and then they would also say, if you're interested in yep. becoming a sale, like, let me know. And, you know, I get a, a little percentage of it, but you can make your own money. Right. Exactly. Okay. So it's part selling the product and part recruiting. This is a little bit more of a shell game. Yeah. So, according, by the way, according to a Federal Trade Commission report, less than one percent of MLM, multi-level marketing uh, participants will profit less than one percent. Those wow. are pretty good odds. Yeah, far yeah. worse rate than for uh, legitimate small businesses, of which thirty nine percent are profitable over the lifetime of the business. MLM makes even gambling look like a safe bet in comparison, <laughs> according to this report by oh the Federal gosh. Trade by yeah. the FTC. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I, I don't necessarily, you know, I'm not in the market for pampered chef or makeup or skincare. However, I have been pitched um, energy. Right, so yep, like uh, uh, electricity, you know. Oh well, you're you get your electricity. Well, you're getting yeah. your stuff through Pico or whatever yeah. it is. Well, you can use this company and blah 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 blah, and it, you know you, it'll lower your bills and this and that. And and so I've gotten that a, a few different times, and I wanted to know if this is a tactic because one time has happened to me where a guy called me who thought he meant to call a different Casey in his contacts, okay. and then he ended up getting me. Oh. Oh, oh, gee, oh, I thought this was Casey Smith. I'm, I'm sorry tactic. about that. Uh, but by the way, now that I got you on the horn here. It's a tactic. It is. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it is? Yeah. Oh, it would have to be. Has oh, it, it happened to you? Cap? It's happened to me. No, no I mean, I, I get these. I would say I, I get at least one a week of just, you know, because you have so Facebook. many. Yeah, like you just have people that you are close with and then people that you maybe met a few times that are your friends on Facebook and somebody's always doing something. Another one is the the workout where they'll be like your life coach and they'll help you along the way and you can follow their workouts and look at their before and after picture. That's one that I get all the time. But I have like a standard response. You do? Because whoever's okay. reaching okay. out to me, there is somebody closer in my life that also sells that same product. Okay. Uh. So I just say, hey, my sister-in-law sells that. Thanks anyway. Because I'm not going to buy it from, you know, 
a, a friend. You're going to keep it in the family. Yeah. So yeah. so so that's that's because I was wondering. Are you and lying I, about it? Yeah. No, like my cousin has done. Lying. No, my cousin <laughs> has done the jewelry. My sister in law did the Rodan and Fields. Like Rodan if, and Fields, if you're that's reaching that's out to me, there is somebody who's who I am more closely connected that sells the same crap. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. But that could be a good lie too. You can say, "Hey, my cousin already sells that." So yeah. I, yeah, I sell it. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. Hey, I, I sell. Um, and that's the issue. It's happened to to my wife. There are people. She certainly like. She'll go and she'll purchase things at the parties, but sometimes she's like, I have enough of this now. I, well, I have and, enough of this now. And you know what? That's why it died off. A lot of the parties, those jewelry parties died off because so many people were doing them. Yes. At one point, you, you can't, I can't keep buying jewelry you, and having another party at my house. You you tap out. You reach out to those people when you first start selling it. Great. Sure. I'm going to help you out. You can have a party at my house. I'll invite all my friends. We'll buy a few pieces of jewelry. But then. After that, like, that's it. I'm not having a second party for well, you. Well, Claire, Claire was, like, saying, you know what? I'll just send you a check for $200. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, because I don't, I, yes. I don't need any more. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I have, um, there's a, somebody I went to college with who was a dentist. And she left her dental practice. Now, listen, dentists make bank. I mean, it, it is, a, dentistry yes. is a total racket. And she and I'm not even gonna say the name of the product. It's a racket. Yeah. Oh yeah. They never really do any work. Dentistry is a total racket. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, (laughs) listen. No, it's it's anything in the medical industry is going to. What you you. Listen, oh, I thought I thought he's got a joke. No, Casey seriously thinks dentistry is a racket. No, what I'm saying is, if you are in the market to become a doctor or a dentist, <laughs> become a dentist. They make money. Okay, all right. Here they we also go. have okay. a very high suicide racket. rate. Uh, racket sure. usually means a scam. Well, yeah. listen, I'm just. You're getting off the topic. God damn it, Preston! I want to kill oh, you. I'm just. I feel a whole way, lot better right now. He's having an aha <laughs> moment. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Just a word racket threw me off. It I sounds not... like a scam. Which that is for sure. Well, she got into a different scam. And I'm not going to say the name of the product. <laughs> but she left dentistry to become a salesperson for this thing that you find on, like, Facebook and all that. Like, it's a weight loss Yeah, but thing. did she leave because uh, she was thinking about becoming a stay-at-home mom and, you know, needed some sort of income? Like, I, I, I don't that... necessarily think so. I think she was the breadwinner. I think she was making so much money doing this. Like, you I know, know a lot of... Freaking millionaire. And a she, lot of my friends will do it, you know, if they decide not to go back to work after having a baby. Like, I need some sort of income, and, and they'll try it to see if it brings some money in or not. Yeah. I had, uh, years and years and years ago, a, a listener sent me some... Sort of snake oil. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a bottle of something that's supposed to. It's be, actually snake oil. It's supposed to turn your life around. Yeah, It'll give you all the energy in the world you need, physically, mentally. Blah 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 blah. And I, I, I accepted the. They dropped off like three bottles or something. Right, like, right, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, sure, I'll try it out. I drank a bottle of it, and I'm like, okay, I don't feel any different. I'm, <laughs> you know, whatever. But they were relentless. They oh, would, I remember the. They I remember would that company. Not let up. Was it like Sierra V or something? I don't like know, that? but I remember that company. Yeah, yes. and they would not let up and made me return the bottles that I didn't finish, <laughs> didn't finish drinking. Oh a lot of people God. are texting in uh, essential oils, Kathy. Well, that's yeah, that's like the new one. That's okay. like the you know you're using oils instead of taking medications and things like that, and it can help this and that. Yeah, and I don't buy it. My, my wife loves that stuff. Um, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What was that stuff? That the, the the people dropped by that time that was supposed to like blow out your intestines. You oh, and I dude, drank it. It tasted terrible. It, it, yeah. it, it, it was like what drinking. Was it? it was like ultra flush. It was like drinking Clorox. The thing it was supposed to give you a five foot bowel movement. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. It turned out that that was a scam. Too. That was that a scam supposedly too. Is just stuff that would kind of solidify in yeah. your or, or it, oh it, would, it would gelatize if that's even a word in your intestines. <laughs> 
And you would poop it out. Yeah. And it would be in the shape of your intestines. Yeah. And it was really bizarre. People would take pictures of their five-foot-long bowel movements. I forget the name of that stuff, but, I remember but uh, that, never again. Both you and I had the guts <laughs> to well, try it. I couldn't. I, I physically could not. It was could burning not. on the way down. I, it tasted terrible. Like, it was... I, I just I I was incapable of actually doing it because it tasted so bad and it um, I don't I don't recall the burning Steve but I just remember I do it, it, it was oh. it was like it was like oh, yeah. Preston it was like drinking flaming Ovaltine <laughs> you know which one uh, Steve I, because uh, somebody just texted this in and it reminded me my dad was involved with this in the eighties Herbalife yes Herbalife yeah <laughs> so was Herbalife a classic pyramid thing I believe so I think yeah it was. it was sort of like uh, Mary Kay except you and know bumper uh, stickers yeah and, and ask me about Herbalife thank you yeah and, uh, there it's still was a big thing though is it okay because when when this happened when this is back when I was in in middle school or high school and 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 my parents fridge in Paoli, Pennsylvania, was stocked with Herbalife stuff, and I remember drinking it one time by accident. I thought it was a pitcher of just like <laughs> seltzer water, or yeah. whatever, and I was like, "Ah, guys!" Yeah. There was a lot of vitamins too. Is yeah. that what it, it is? It was a lot of pills that you took. Yeah. yeah. So right. the last time I was in Disney World, it was an Herbalife convention. convention. Oh. Now, <laughs> what? I swear to God, I mean, it was Herbalife all over the place at Disney, at Disney, and they and all of those people. They were salespeople. Yeah. They won the trip to Disney. Wow. You know what I mean? Uh, so, like, they, they would they do... all their expenses paid. All expenses paid. Oh, so, man. there's got to be some people. I know you said it was only 1%, but, like, some people sure. have got to be making money the, off the of this. The people who start the companies. Yeah. They're the ones. Who was the one? Was like, it Mary Kay who drove around in the, in the red pink the Cadillac? Pink Cadillac, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, Monavie was the drink. Uh, Monavie. Monavie, okay. okay. Thank you. But, like, if people are going on an all-expense-paid trip to Disney... They're getting something. They're getting something out yeah. of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to some uh, some calls here. Uh, let me go to... Do, 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 do. I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Great. What's up, buddy? Uh, I have a friend who sells uh, Isogenics, which I think is the biggest scam going right now. <laughs> I, because- I- I have an entire pantry <laughs> of isogenic, of untouched <laughs> isogenic stuff. What is isogenic? My wife bought it. I it's don't, weight loss stuff. It's weight loss, health, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's all, you want brand new packages of that stuff? I got it for you. Well, my friend who was a dentist is a millionaire off of isogenics. <laughs> really? Yes, that's what I was talking about. Okay, anyway, go ahead, Mike. No, I mean, it's just, it's the biggest, you know, they have you take these protein powder shakes and, and you're only eating anywhere from eight to a thousand calories a day. Of course you're going to lose weight. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I've lost 15 pounds since Christmas because yeah. I've only been eating about 1,100 calories right. a day. But how much money have you lost? You're paying yeah, about nothing. 100 bucks a month. Yeah. So, Mike, has this, has this strained your relationship with this friend? Well, I wouldn't say it's strained. It, it's just, it's awkward because I feel like Bob Seger. You feel like a number. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and you, you're like an easy go-to when he wants to sell mm-hmm. some, right? Well, yeah, you just feel like a number. Like, it's like, come on, man, are you really concerned about my health, or are you concerned about putting money in your pocket? Now, yeah. This, no. person, this person does actually pretty well. Um, okay. Their their clients are, are deep, but the thing is, it's a constant turnover. It's a constant turnover. Did you... Quick, somebody mentioned the electricity. Um, you can purchase your own electricity as a supplier, which isn't a scam, but if somebody oh. calls you up, it is. Casey, you were talking about energy? Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. By, Okay. Yep. Uh, all right, interesting. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. But, uh, but yeah, they're saying that these 
types of things can kill relationships, uh, not just friendships, but family as well, because they keep coming back and pestering and wanting more from you. And it may not even be in the form of like an explosive fight or something. Yeah. It may just you may just start to shear off because you're like, ah, like if, I, if I go over there, I'm going to have oh to hear God. about this stuff. No, absolutely. We have a friend who all of us have kind of we've. Not blocked her, yeah. but uh, we, however you do it on Facebook, like you ignore mute. them. You, yeah, you like mute, mute them. Yeah. We've muted her. She's messaged all of us about yeah. the product she's selling. We've all responded, no thank you. Yeah. And it's just, it's too annoying. And they're not scams. No. I mean, they're, they're not scams. You're just trying to sell me something. You know what? Real friends will try and sell me something at a, at a cheaper rate. Yes. You know what I mean? Or like, give it to me as a or, gift. Or give it to me as a gift. But like, you know, hey, man, listen, you're, you're a buddy of mine. This usually costs 100 bucks. I'm going to give it to you for I'll 50. always help out yeah. friends, and I will purchase things. I do the Girl Scout cookies and all that stuff. Yep. Or whatever, that's absolutely no problem. Yeah. yeah. But but the difference with so many of these things is that you're buying into a long-term commitment. Yeah. Girl Scout cookies are once a year. Right. It's like every other month, yep. you're getting, what was it, Isa, what is it? Isagenics. Isagenics. Mm-hmm. By the way, fun fact, uh, the founder of uh, Herbalife died at the age of 44 after mixing <laughs> alcohol with toxic levels of antidepressants. Oh my goodness. At his mansion in Malibu. <laughs> Jeez, it's like, always bad least... for the product. Like when, when, the, when the the author of the Runner's Bible, James Fix, died at what, 44? You know, what about it, well, Atkins, the guy with the Atkins it was, Now mind you, it wasn't, it wasn't because he was being helped. No, but it, he, had it's a, never he had a pre-existing yeah, yeah, yeah. condition. But yeah. it never helps the, uh, the uh, message. No. At right. least this guy died at his mansion. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me go to Chad. Chad, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, man. What's up? Uh, not too much. So I just wanted to comment on the uh, this pyramid scheme thing. So when I was in college, my uh, chemistry professor, this really old guy, uh, Dr. Mass, he impressed the crap out of us on day one when we did our attendance. And at the end of the class, without even looking at any of our uh, attendance sheets, he was able just to kind of go through every single one of our seats and remember our first and last names. Okay. Like, all right, so, and he attributed this to this stuff that he said he drinks. So there's this product that he created oh that God. he said, as a chemist, is it has all of these natural earth metals inside, and he said it has, like, bits of gold and just different earth metals. It basically says that earth metals are good for your body, it's good for your brain, it's good for just everything in general. Okay. And so this class became, it wasn't even a chemistry class. Every day just became this, like, selling point for him where he was trying to push this product on to every single student in his class. So at some point, half the half of our, the kids stopped going to his class. So was 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 he ever reprimanded by the school officials for using basically using a class as a salesroom? No, he. I mean, not that I know of. I mean, we we did some stuff in the class, but it was it was more or less like the first fifteen minutes was always just this pitch to us about you know, hey, buy this stuff if you're interested. Here's you know the number. Here's my contact info. Um, you know, or if you need a sample, bring this to your family and then, uh, you know, then you can have them start to buy it or you can sell it. It was kind of like, you know, one of those just like the things you guys are talking about with just, uh, you know, buying. Samples. Sure, sure. It's 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 the same thing. So did, did he actually market it up and have packages? And, and uh, was he actually trying to uh, recruit you guys to go out and sell this? So there was one student in particular in the class that was much older than the rest of us, which was kind of uh, I think that he had this kid in class as like a 
like a hype man because this kid would also like vouch for this, this professor and say, oh man, yeah, I, I take this stuff. Like I purchased this from him before. I mean, this stuff's amazing. And he would just talk this, this product up. I don't even know what the product was. It was just literally this bottle with no label, no nothing. And it was just no. God. The, you, you talked about earth metals and things like that. It reminds me of the story, Preston, of the guy, remember who actually turned blue? He was taking yep. some daily concoction. Yeah, it had silver in it. Yeah. I remember that. And, and he turned skin. blue and then he died. He looked like a smurf. Yeah. It was wild. Well, Chad, what school was that, if you don't mind saying? Uh, at the time, it was a county college, Camden County College. I mean, okay. the guy's probably no longer. He's probably dead. He, he was old. This was like <laughs> okay. Years, yeah. Here's a look at the wow. picture. That's the smurf guy, Kathy. Oh, my God. That's yeah. legitimate. Yeah, he was yeah, taking yeah. silver and he turned I remember. blue. Yep. Got to be careful. Uh, let me go to, I have uh, Kenny on the phone. Hey, Kenny, good morning. Hey, guys. Gadzooks. 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 What's up, bud? Uh, so I know a lot of people have been talking about Herbalife, um, but I don't think people understand the extent of their scams and scheme hatchery, if you want to call it. Yeah. That. Uh, in 2011, uh, before I got married, I I was way overweight and I was looking for anything I could do to lose it. And I was seeing a lot of ads and uh, things for our local area about a new family-owned nutrition store, an actual storefront. Mm-hmm. And... When you walk in, there is literally not a single product on the wall. There is nothing in there. There's just people standing. It was family-owned, and my first hint should have been that every single person that worked there was tremendously overweight. Oh, and, <laughs> and, it's not good. And it's not. And then when you're asking about products to purchase, they try and, they try and lean you away from that and just try to recruit you to sell their products. And most of their products are just meal replacement shakes. So you're eating one real meal a day and then just, uh, you know, uh, protein shakes. So naturally you're going to lose weight. But then they have other products that are uh, unbelievable false advertising. They have a vitamin. They say you take this 30 minutes before you eat, and you can literally eat anything. You can eat McDonald's. Yeah. And you'll eventually turn blue and die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's that's that sort of stuff. Preston, do you remember that for a while the big thing was to sell to sell people on the notion of advertising products to classified ads? Yeah. Do you remember like like Billy Bob Teeth? Yeah. You know, you, you place classified ads for these products in your local papers, and that was the big sales thing. Yeah. It was a scam, was scam for a long time. We talked about, like, house flipping and all that stuff. Now, some people do it, but so many people just bought into it. Yep, most definitely. Uh, the the uh, FTC monitors uh, uh, multi-level uh, marketing companies and cautions that the compensation structure, which incentivizes participants to recruit additional participants, poses a particular risk of injury. They say it's their quote. Uh, while the financial risks of getting involved with an MLM are well-documented, the personal ones are harder to quantify but are just as real. They say the pressure to sell and recruit has led to underhanded tactics that strain, fracture, and sometimes end friendships and family relationships. And I can see that because that's how you get started. You have to go to the people you know. Well, you're, I'm, not, you're not just going out making cold calls to, to strangers. You, you go directly to the people that you're, yes. you're closest to and say, hey, you help me out. I yeah. got this thing. Because know? most of us, you have to have a um, a particular set of skills That's right. know, to, to be a uh, an effective salesperson who can go cold call people and, and convince them to buy. Yeah. So we're all going to naturally default to the people we believe are going to support us. I watched uh, way back when it was over twenty years ago that my wife did uh, Mary Kay, and it came with the um, uh, 
the the in, in, informationals, not no no mm-hmm. uh, like uh, informative uh, literature and yes. videos to yeah. show you how you sell. And they're 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 simulated, uh, you know. Mary Kay party video was hilarious. So what, what was it like? Oh my god! <laughs> and, you know the, these people they, they, they were actors obviously, yeah. and they were so not. It, it was like Stepford Wives, yes. man. It yeah. was very <laughs> bizarre. And during the during the the, the quote unquote party video, like one lady shows up like like the Trouble Girl. Uh-oh. Oh they, yeah? They, yeah, oh yeah. They and show they show you how to handle her. And yeah, and she's like, you know, eh, this isn't really my kind of thing, and blah blah blah. And they <laughs> show you. Well, <laughs> let's talk about some of the products that might be right for what. And it's just, hey, oh girls, God. let's throw rocks at Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why I suck as a salesman. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure that they all have uh, have little tools like that. They tell you. About and them. you're driving along. <laughs> yeah. Let me go to one more uh, call because I'm going to go to uh, Leslie. She said they had a relationship that soured. Hi, Leslie. Good morning. Hey, Leslie, you're on the air. And it sounds like we I'm lost here. her. Oh, oh, she, oh, there she is. Hey, you, yeah, you had a story I'm about here. your brother? Yeah, my brother. We were really, really close. And then um, he started selling vitamins. And I had a, I have a disease, multiple sclerosis, who he, like, you know, was calling me and telling me to stop drinking Diet Coke. And then he started saying, oh, take these vitamins. And he started sending them to me. And then when I didn't take them, it was like, what? You're not taking them? Don't you know that's going to help you, and it's going to help me, and you can start selling these for me? Oh, my God. Leslie, well, he oh. he, he became a, a physician simply by watching a YouTube video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's like you know that's you you have your your condition is a lot more um, serious. So how long before it destroyed your relationship? Oh well, I didn't buy it because it's yeah. like vitamins aren't going to so- you know cure yeah. your multiple sclerosis. Right, if that right. Was true, then you know <laughs> none of it would have it. <laughs> I just laugh because it's like you you get these things, you hear these things, and it's like they're so expensive, like you know collagen, liquid collagen. That's a new thing. Yeah, and it's like. So it's it's like a use in the bottle, but it's seventy five dollars a bottle, and you need that once a month. Like, so only rich people can have skin that. And rich you. people aren't aren't buying that stuff. So yeah. they, they they put you under that under that 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 idea. And the truth of the matter is, you got to remember the person who's trying to sell it to you probably has six cases of this crap at home they're looking to unload. But Leslie, you didn't yeah. know your brother yeah. had the cure to MS right there, <laughs> and you and you ignored it. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. And how dare you? And now you're not going to help me. You're not going to sell it. You're not going to become like our army of, you know, rich people selling to other rich people. Wow. Just, yeah, I All believe right. the 1%. And, uh, you know, ultimately we're, we're working on a relationship now that was like 20 some years ago. But okay. I just stay away from anybody who's selling anything. Cause yeah. If it was real, it'd be real, right? It <laughs> yeah. Be yeah. If it was real, yeah. it would be real. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Thank you, Leslie. I appreciate it. Um, all right. Anyhow. I thought it was kind of interesting, you know, and and I've I've seen uh, little you know evidence of that from time to time. People trying, especially with social media and Facebook, and saying, "Here, I've got this for you. Let's meet up." And it turns out they're just trying to push this on you as opposed to yeah. friendships, like that uh, aha management, uh, anger management plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, right. yes, I don't think we have it ready to go. No. All right, we need to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. We are live at the Jack Frost Mountain location of the Cardboard Classic. The tower fell off, but the aliens kept going. A collapse, but the sled made it all the way across. Down it goes. 
Leading to the left. A slight disintegration. I'm okay, but I have one more question. Mr. Softy, are you okay? Ah! For the first time in 15 years, I've never seen a sled cross over the fencing and breach into the VIP area. So you never know when you're going to have a first here at the Classic. Wow. Watch out down below! Watch out! Watch yeah. out! You're about to collide! Preston and Steve, weekday mornings on 93.3 WMMR. All righty, it's 9.10 on the Preston and Steve show with Preston. Out sick today. Out today. We'll have to see if he's out tomorrow as well. He's got the regular flu. Uh, so uh, we'll see how that proceeds. But uh, we hope him the best. Maybe we'll touch base with him later on in the show and see how he's doing. Yeah, I sent him a text earlier. I have not received any uh, word back from him just yet. All right. We have a few of the standard things to get to. I believe we have traffic, correct, Case? Yes, the NJM Insurance Group traffic with uh, Kathy Romano. Kiki Romano. <laughs> I will never do that again. Sorry. Yeah, Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Okay, thanks, Case. Our next, uh, Kathy, I'm sorry, or Kathy. Or oh, you're welcome. Uh, our next guest, big fan of his uh, work. We've uh, we've enjoyed so much of what he's done. He's been in Oz, Rescue Me, 30 Rock, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's had the honor of being killed by John Wake. Of course, he's Mayhem in the Allstate commercials. And he's here today to talk about, a or on the phone today, to talk about the, a movie that looks really intense and really fascinating, Lost Girls. It's Dean Winter. Dean, hey! how are you? Good morning. That, 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 that John Wick is still a, th- a sore spot for me. <laughs> Especially since it went on to be a franchise, right? I was like, I was like, you really had to kill me for a franchise? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you were great, and you've been in so much stuff that we, we really love, and you, you've sort of ended up being that guy. Oh, I like that guy. That, you know, and you, you've been in, 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 in so much, but Lost Girls we want to talk about in particular today. Now, I'm from Long Island. I know you are as well. Uh, grew up in uh, Long Island, and uh, this story was, it's based on a bestseller, and it's an actual story. There was, a, a, I don't know if this has ever been solved, but a series of of, of murders, correct, on the south shore of Long Island. Yeah, I know. It, 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 it's, it's still a cold case. Uh, it was a true story. It took place in Jones Beach um, in the Gilgo Beach area, which is about an hour outside of the city. I know um, it. I know it well. It, yeah, and it basically, you know, what happened, there was a cop who is basically taking his dog uh, for a walk, and the, and the dog started something. He came across a body, and they ended up finding 11 bodies, um, and nine of the bodies were women that were uh, escorts off of Craigslist. And so, you know, this, this movie focuses on the plight of the mother of one of the missing girls. The mother's played by Amy Ryan. She's great. Yeah, she's, she's incredible. And then uh, her two daughters, played by Thomas and Mackenzie, and Una Lawrence, they're, they're all part of the Gilbert family. Um, and uh, and then my, I play uh, one of the lead detectives uh, with um, Gabriel Byrne. And it, the movie is a is a microscopic look into how this mother is trying to find her daughter. And it's really, it's just a brutal movie in that it's still, it's an open case still. It's a cold case. And, you know, we, we went into this film, you know, with the hopes of maybe kind of unearthing some evidence that maybe someone's going to come forward to, really tie this thing together. It's a, it's, it's, it's a confounding thing, and you can only imagine, um, you know, again, we'll see the, the, the nuts and bolts of, the, of the, the, you know, the aftermath and the bodies being discovered, but there's a whole other story that's the family side. And, and uh, uh, you know, uh, Amy Ryan, uh, people who are fans of The Office, remember her and know her from her, the, the comedic aspects, which is really great, s- serious actress. 
And in this case, yeah. she's she's portraying this plight of this mother who's because of the machinations of the investigation, um, perhaps not all the information is being imparted to these families. And um, so it, it creates this difficult dynamic where the families are looking for information and they can't get it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's, 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 it's brutal. And, you know, the, if you read the book by Robert Coulter, which was, it was a New York Times bestseller of uh, the same title, Lost Girls. I mean, it's, it's really, it, it, it's amazing how they, they were not able to find this guy. But I think the truth of the matter is, is that they 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 kind of know who did it, and um, they do. And, but they, yeah, and they, yeah, they do, and they just were not able to kind of tie that, you know, to tie that bow in the ribbon. And, and this hopefully will, kinda, you know, contribute to that. You know, well, we'll, we'll see what happens. What happens in these cases? A lot of times, they, they, the police will let information come out, and they have to suppress certain information because if someone comes forward and they know certain things, they know that that will tie that person to perhaps being a suspect, and it becomes this, this sort of chess game. Uh, but sometimes the collateral damage are the, um, you know, the, 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 the families of the victims because they don't get that closure that they need. Why, why if this guy is known, is it, is it one of those cases where they think they have it, but they just don't have enough to move forward? Excuse me? What was the last part? Uh, they just don't have enough to move forward with this guy that they believe they... Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I see, you know, there's just... Yeah, I mean, I don't want to give away too much, but right. you know, the, the you know, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote around with the Suffolk uh, County Police Department uh, and some of the original um, investigators in the case, and you know, they really kind of alluded to the fact that yeah, we know we have a pretty good idea who this guy is, and and we just weren't able to tie it together, uh, and that happens a lot. You know, there, there there have been a number of instances where. I think um, um, uh, uh, there, there, there's a there's a show on right now, American something. It's a legal story. It's on ABC, um, and they solved the cold case last year. And there have been a few movies that have solved cold cases. So yeah, yeah like I said, I, I you know Liz, Liz Garbus who directed this. She's, she's, she's great. A she you know she she comes from the documentary world, and so she really has that that mindset of of, of investigation. And she she does a really good job with her first narrative film and. And, uh, you know, see what happens. Yeah, you know, if, if anything, it's, it's just a really good movie. Yeah, you have Gabriel Byrne in it. The cast is is uh, is, is great. Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you, you're, yeah, so, yeah. you're so well known for, um, you know, uh, we tend to know a lot of people who are, are, are fans of yours come at you from the comedic side. And then there's a whole group that knows you from the Law and Order stuff and the uh, Oz was the first time Oz, I saw him, yeah. all that stuff. What what do you find you're most recognized for the the, the uh, Thirty Rock and uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine or wh- wh- when you're stopped? What do you most often stop for? Well, I mean, you know, these days I'm stopped for for the for, for the mayhem. <laughs> the mayhem Isn't commercial. that crazy? You, here's yeah. here's this accomplished. Yeah, I tell you the crazy. I, I'll tell you how I got the job. Um, the guy that invented the campaign was a 26 year old writer in um, in Chicago named Matt Miller and. His three favorite shows, uh, right? You know, were, were Rescue Me, Oz, and Thirty Rock. There you go. And you know, those were the three shows that I was at, I was in, in in succession. And he kind of, he he built the Mayhem character as a as an as a, a composite sketch of those three characters that I played on those three shows. Um, and so, you know, it's really like the Mayhem thing has just become um, it's become really iconic. And, it's huge, and, and the uh, fact that you're in the recent spots, you're uh, paired with Tina Fey is perfect. Yeah, uh, that had to be yeah, like a, like a cool experience for you. That's a bit of a homecoming. 
Yeah, no, she 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 did she did us a solid on that one. You know, um, I was really, you know, they really wanted her, and and I and I was, yeah, I didn't, you know, it, it, it could go either way with her. You know, you yeah. never know which way she's going to go. But she came in and and she came in to play. You know, we had we had so much fun, and I think it shows on screen. And and now that commercial where I'm the same Bernard puppy and I'm licking her face. <laughs> that's great. That, I, yeah, that. That's that's the number one producing insurance commercial of, of all time by like tenfold. Oh, I no mean, doubt. I, I yeah. love where, where you're the uh, you're the uh, the mother-in-law putting on the lipstick and yeah. the whole thing. Oh my god! Uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's 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 a brilliant spot. You get to improv improv a little bit while you're putting those together, or is it pretty much you're sticking to the oh, screen? Oh yeah, no, everything everything that you see on this, like like me licking her face and all of that. <laughs> that's all, we um we came up with all that on the day, you know, and. You know, Tina, I mean, Tina to me is like, I, I really think that she, she's our modern day Lucille Ball. Oh, she's uh, great. And, you know, and, and, and she's just so smart and so funny and, and uh, she, she's just a joy to work with. And I, I was, I could not have been happier when she said yes. I was surprised to read that you, uh, you, you did stand up for a while. I don't know who told you that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. was, yeah. One, one of the yeah. bios said you did stand up for a while. I'm like, I did. Just, I'd never heard about that. So we can put you that know, in well, the in the not true file. <laughs> what, what fake news? Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. Of the bios also. One of the bios also says that I'm uh, I'm half Italian and then I'm a master in Tai Chi. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not true. All right. Well, what about this one? Did you um Did you die in 2009? Yeah, I did. The long, that, 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 that's a long story. But yeah, I, I checked out for uh, just under five minutes. It was a, it was a rough Whoa. day in New York. Yeah, and you, yeah. You, you, were, you gave up acting for a little bit where you obviously had to, to uh, recuperate from all that stuff. Uh, and now, but the, the yeah, career well, is on fire. I, I, I actually got offered the mayhem job um, when, when, I, when I was in the recovery room after my 10th surgery. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 10 surgeries. Yeah. True story. Wow. Yeah. I had 17, but that was after my 10th one, and uh, and so I, I actually I actually passed I passed on the job um, twice because I just didn't think I was uh, I was ever going to work again, um, and they they were persistent, and on the third time they came around, and and I had a I've had the same I've had the same stunt double since uh, 1997 on Oz, uh, this kid named David Shumbris, and so. I was like, look, you know, I'll do this, but I can't do this without David. So they brought David in, and and uh, it's just been like, you know, the job has been an absolute joy. I mean, I really, without sounding corny, I really consider the, the Allstate people to be my family. Um, they have uh, they have stood by me, uh, and um, and it's really turned out to be the greatest job I've ever had. It, listen, they're 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 the, the commercials make me laugh every time they come on. There's no doubt that they're successful. And now you have uh, Lost Girls, which we're looking forward to. Netflix produced, uh, and it's uh, yeah. it's opening up in theaters this Friday. Uh, the subject, yeah. of course, it fascinates us. It's a horrible topic, but it, we are perpetually fascinated by stuff like this because it's. It's so out of our realm. It's it's it's, it's such a, um, a horrific thing, and obviously this mother's journey is depicted uh, uh, in the movie, so we can all uh, commiserate with losing someone and and all of the pain that's involved with it. Um, hey, uh, congratulations on everything in your career and uh, and being mayhem. There, there's certainly a cool character to be. We'll be watching for stuff you're doing in the future. So, congratulations, Dean. Hey, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. No problem. Have a good one, Dean Winters. Everybody. All right. yeah. Dude, he is classically one of those guys yeah. that has been in so much. If you go down the list of things that he's been in, 
Um, you know, I mean, uh, he's been, first off, if you go just to the law and orders, the, the SVUs and yeah. the, uh, you know, all of those, he's been in every one of those, all the procedurals. Yeah. He's that go-to guy who makes a perfect cop and, or a scumbag. All right. So we, uh, you know, he, he was on a, what we call a radio tour, right? So right. He, he just got off the phone with us and he's probably now yeah. on the phone with, uh, with a radio station in like Detroit or something right. like that. Right. So when, when this, um, email got sent out saying Dean Winters is available for interviews today, I go in my head. I'm like, I don't know who Dean Winters is, but let me let me check out the email and right. see if they have a picture in it. And then I see his picture. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I know that guy. I know that guy. Yes, yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You go. Oh, yeah, I love that guy. And 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 of course, I I go all the way back to to Oz. And if you go through his IMDb, it's probably you know something even sooner than that. And you're like, okay, this guy has been in everything. And those gigs, something like uh, an Allstate gig or like J.K. Simmons, who also was in Oz. Yeah. He's the farmer guy now. Right. Farmer, farmer's every, insurance guy. All those ex-cons yeah. are selling insurance. <laughs> I'm wondering what that set was like, um, you know, because Oz was one of those, no, no pun intended, seminal uh, shows uh, where people would say, oh, my God, did you see what yeah. happened on the last day? It was one of HBO's first breakout series, right? Well, and they did a nice job with casting. I mean, if you go through the cast of Oz, like, um, you got a lot of people who were very, I mean, J.K. Simmons is another one. Right, right. Um, you know, he was um, uh, in, uh, you know, Chris, uh, Maloney. Yeah. Another Law & Order guy who was who was in that show as well. Yeah. There are two shows on HBO that uh, everybody says you should watch that I never did. The Wire and Oz. Yeah. And, and I really would love to get around. The Wire was HBO, right? Yeah, yeah, I watched The Wire for a while and, and it was really great. It was intense and for some reason I tapped out and I regret doing that because you're right, Nick. It falls in that pantheon of shows where people say, "Oh, you've got it. You've got to see." This you can show. go back. I mean, yeah. it's it's available on like HBO Go or whatever. New shows come out. I that's, know. Uh, that's always the problem. Is that if it fills up my dance card, I'm already watching way too much TV, uh, <laughs> and it, it gets ridiculous. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's cool. Cool to talk to him, man. It has to suck though, as we said early. He was in John Wick number one. I you listen. I can't place him in that movie. So when when uh, when the uh, he's the assistant to the Russian crime lord. Okay. So this whose son ends up sh- killing John Wick's his dog. son, who was a fan right. of Greyjoy, right? Right, right. So uh, he's like, uh, oh, he, yeah. he's the sort of the um, the assistant, and he's like. Oh, so does he bite it at the end? Yeah, towards okay. the end. Yeah, okay. he gets he gets whacked. So uh, it, it's really good. But you here's a multi multi million dollar franchise that would I'm sure he would uh, love to have been a part of. But yeah, cool talking to him. So. Uh, <laughs> Where do we stand right now on time case? Uh, we we have a we have a couple of minutes. Uh, right. I'm looking to see if Preston. Uh, hey, <laughs> what? Uh, so Preston, Did you just, get a D pick from Preston. I, I just got a D pick from Preston. <laughs> no, I just said I I texted him like an hour, a little over an hour ago, saying, "Hey, I miss you, roast beef." And then he wrote, "Miss you too, pastrami." Uh, still feeling pretty crappy. Uh, I'll group test you guys uh, an update in a little while. So, All right. Uh, do you want me to ask him if he wants to join? Yeah, us? ask him if All he right. wants to, to to come on. And Kathy, uh, anything new with um, an update? I know some schools are closed today. You said you were going to look if there was anything additional. Yeah, so it doesn't seem like anything additional closed as of this morning. But, okay. um, yeah, there's emergencies declared in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Um, there's a full, you know, a, a big long list of schools. Um, there were some districts that completely shut down. I think right. four districts shut down, uh, which was Upper Marion, Sheltonham, uh, Lower Marion, and Norristown area school districts. All of those uh, because they were somehow connected or, or somebody had some sort of contact with the doctor and king of Prussia that's tested positive for you guys the see coronavirus. The, the tweet from the 
Surgeon General. I, I think I sent it to you, Kath, but, uh, and I put it up on, on Instagram stories. But, I mean, it's pretty clear cut, and it's from the U.S. Surgeon General. It says, Americans, if you are sick with a fever, cough, flu symptoms, please don't go to work. Employers, please understand giving your employees flexibility and paid sick leave will save you money in the long run. It's much cheaper than shutting down because everyone else gets sick. And right. places you know, don't offer I mean, listen, I know, it's, uh, it's, Mr. It's, Peanut, for instance, like, he doesn't work. He doesn't get paid. It's not cut and dry, no. but, but in an ideal world, that's a it's a good message and uh, and good advice if you can abide by it. Right, right, right. And it's you know what, and that would hold true for any any virus, any uh, any flu situation. Absolutely, uh, which we try to be. Listen, uh, uh, <laughs> it, it it's weird because we we do try to soldier on, but sometimes when we um, we do it, we can do it at the expense of other people that we work with, and you got to be you got to be conscious of that. We always say that the one thing that absolutely, if you want to get out of work, just say you have diarrhea, and that's yeah. always no one wants that around. But I don't on, know. I think I I'm, I might blame Pancake for this because he had the flu. Oh, you and think now he's, Preston, he's and now Preston has it? He's patient zero. He did, he did stay home though, so it, uh, it, he came back one day, and I was like, and it was because he needed to like edit, edit something, something for Pierre. So I really blame Pierre. Well, he came in on a Saturday, so most of us weren't here, but he probably put his germs all oh, over Oh, he the breathes place. all over everything. And then you think of also, like, when we have, um, like, public bowls of hummus sitting in the... Uh... Oh. oh, man. Oh, you guys don't use your fingers for that? Oh. No, Nick, I always just dip my face in because oh, I think I don't want to oh, touch it with my hands. Well, so... It's too risky. I just, you know, put the pita in my mouth and then rub it. <laughs> Me and Nick, uh, we did a video shoot yesterday for our friends at uh, Hers. Right. And at the end of the video, we're... Eating, we're just eating chips, but the bag of chips that I had used, I had basically crushed in little pieces. So I was dipping my hands into your bag of chips. Yeah, I know. Just, yeah, but I'm okay with it. Just though. so Wait, you know, what? I had hold been, on, hold on. You, you, I had been hand sharing a, a bag of chips. It, listen, if I'm going to get sick from Casey, it's not from sharing chips. <laughs> no, there's, I'm just there's saying way, that's yeah. weird. There's way other. It, we're talking gonorrhea here. <laughs> yeah. No, but I had been hand sanitizing, so yeah. Uh, we got that going. You were very diligent yesterday, Casey, when Preston left the studio about uh, spraying everything down and wiping down. Kathy, you used the um, the Purell wipes on, around our desks this morning too. So I you think were actually we're... more mad than me, Casey, yesterday. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I, yes, I, I because I didn't know if it was Corona. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like he came in and basically said. This is how I feel, and it was every single symptom that I've heard on the news about what Corona is. I'm like, cool, dude. It, what are you doing here? The word Corona actually started to spell out in his, <laughs> in his forehead in weird. reverse. So yeah. you know, the mirror up to it. Uh, we couldn't read it at first. No, no, yes. Yeah, so. Listen, but I, he my, did the right thing. He went. He went to Doctor Mike, who yeah. had everything assessed, and we're good. So my uh, concern is my mom lives with me, right? Right. So, so I do have a. Uh, uh, and I hate to say it, but I have a senior citizen living in my right. home. And so that that's the only part that concerns me because, you know, as far as, you know, what I've been hearing is that, you know, my kids might get the sniffles and that'll be the corona. And, and, and so it's it's not as severe in children. Eighty five percent will have my will have mild and sometimes undetectable symptoms. And then in the people, people who are senior citizens, 60 and above should be should be uh, cautious. And then they say. 75 and 80 above uh, with pre-existing conditions, you have to be, you know, uh, you have to be uh, aware. Yeah. And uh, I, I, that's pretty much what we've been hearing. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, it doesn't hurt to be cautious. You don't want to panic, though. And that's what we've been saying. It's what Dr. Mike said this morning. That's the way to approach it. You yeah. know, and I also think the idea of since they have this uh, one doctor who is a chop who had traveled outside the country and had exposure to clean to do a little extra cleaning in the schools is a smart idea. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's um it's a precaution that certainly uh, Dr. Drew Pinsky was on some show and he was talking about the um 
you know, that they're cleaning out the subways. And, and he says it's probably something they should do like this every flu season. Right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, why it's, you know, why they're doing it now uh, and, or uh, you know, using this as a step off point. And, and I heard Dr. Mike say this thing. If it, if it sort of instigates uh, uh, people into doing this and being a little bit more proactive about Purell and washing their hands. And, yeah. you know, I would th- love that. That would be, I know, yeah. That'd well, be great. Yeah, there's an upshot of all of it. Maybe we now know how to treat all flu symptoms a little bit more, uh, with a little bit more caution. Sure. And, 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 and also I think there's in general perhaps a little bit less of people, oh, I don't want, you know, hey, when you hold up your hands and, and uh, you know, we were talking yesterday about that dumb thing, uh, the, the the thing you're supposed to say or the some greeting sort of or whatever, yeah, yeah. disclaimer when someone comes up to you. I think everyone understands. They all get it. Yeah, for, for right now, let's uh, let's yeah. let's play it uh, cautious. Nick, we were at the ballpark yesterday and there was a father and a son. They went to get a picture taken. They asked me to take the picture for them. And so I did. And then afterwards, he went to shake my hand. And I kind of just gave him a fist bump. He's like, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't have to say. Excuse me, not to offend you, sir, but yeah, uh, there's yeah. a, a virus going around. You know? I think you're probably filthy and crawling with disease. Please understand, I'm a broadcaster and therefore necessary. Yeah, I think everybody sort of gets it. So. Yeah, absolutely. So. All right, but uh, we, we have to do uh, move on and uh, make sure that we get everything uh, done this morning. It is a Tuesday morning, so you only have a couple of minutes uh, left. To text the word tattoo to 39333. This and is how a, do you spell that again, KG? T-A-T-T-O-O. That is T-A-T-T-O-O. Text that word to 39333, and you could possibly win a $350 gift certificate to world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. And uh, that is at 621 South 4th Street in South Philly. You can get tattooed by the area's top uh, tattoo artists, like Troy Temple. That's a lot of T's, Steve. Yeah, yeah, it's a ton of T's. You can can see Troy's work uh, on Instagram at at Troy Temple or at PhiladelphiaEddie'sTattoo.com. Everything that rocks. Hang on, see if I got to turn your microphone on. I just want to make sure I <laughs> I always get this information wrong. But yes, Sublime with Rome, MMRBQ 2020. That is going on on Saturday, May 16th at the BB&T Pavilion. Tickets are on sale now at uh, while supplies last. By the way, uh, Ticketmaster.com. Um, I have an outdated liner, so I can't read anything else. This That's all right. I'll say this though. Yes. Yesterday, with as warm as it was. Gives you that feeling. Oh, my God. What May's going to be like out and about. It's going to be wonderful. And uh, you know what? The event is the event now. Uh, We have a great lineup, obviously, and you just mentioned one of the artists. But uh, tickets will go fast, so make sure you get in on it. I mean, that's not until May, right? So uh, at the end of the week, we will be, speaking of great weather, we're going to be in uh, Clearwater, Florida. Weather in in Clearwater on Friday is going to be 80 degrees and sunny, uh, mostly sunny, that is. Here it'll be 67, some showers. Around. I mean, it's that's, not bad. It's not, not bad, bad at, all. at all either. And yeah. then next week, St. Paddy's Day, uh, the entire staff essentially is going to be out and about. Jackson is broadcasting live from 3 to 7 at Big Heads in Richboro. So it's $2.75 uh, Bud and Bud Light Drafts, $3 Ultra Bottles, $4 Bud Light Seltzers. 
Uh, the Real Brothers from Cary, Ireland, all day. Uh, Irish dancers and uh, bagpipers, Irish food. So uh, Preston and Steve show, the whole show, we're going to be there from 3 to 5. And we have a lot of prizes, including $1,000 cash. Yeah, we're changing things up a bit. And I yeah. like this. It's going to be cool. So that what you can do is you can end off the day, perhaps, even if you have work, leave work early and come down to be a part of this thing. We're all going to be there, and it's going to be everything Irish yep. and everything fun. So, so we'll be there 3 to 5. Uh, join uh, Pierre from 5 to 7. Just go there for all four hours you yeah. know, while Jackson's broadcasting live. And then I'm also doing a uh, little stint over at the Irish Pub at 20th Street, 20th and Walnut. Uh, we're going to have some calendars, Green Day tickets, an authentic Irish lunch, Bud Light specials as well. So that's I'm going to sort of kick it off in the afternoon, but it's going to be like an all-day event. So uh, we've got uh, one more look at the traffic, right, Kath? Yes. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. And the Bizarre File is brought to you today by Monster Mania Con 40. Comes to Cherry Hill this weekend. Come see David Harbour. Uh, the Friday the 13th and Child's Play reunions. Danny Trejo and more. Friday and Sunday tickets are available at the door. And uh, more of the... Wait, and what about Saturday? Is it not Saturday? Uh, it, it usually is. We'll look mm, into that. But okay. it's always a great time. Yeah, they so put on a great, great co- convention. More of the gore in store. Go to monstermania.net. All right, we'll start with this scary story. A uh, bus driver in northern Italy abducted 51 children and their chaperones Wednesday. Yeah. Threatening them over a 40-minute ordeal before set vehicle on fire when he was stopped by a police blockade. This psycho uh, broke windows. The police, I'm sorry, broke windows in the back of the bus and got all the passengers to safety without any serious injury before the flames destroyed the vehicle. He was apprehended, uh, and the driver had said that he was protesting migrant deaths in the Mediterranean. Uh, The driver threatened the passengers, telling them that, uh, quote, no one would survive today as he commandeered the bus carrying two middle school classes to a nearby gym about 25 uh, miles from Milan. Those police just jumped on it and got those kids out. It was miraculous that they did. One of the students said the uh, driver took all their phones and ordered the chaperones to bind the students' hands with cable ties, threatening to spill gas to set the bus ablaze. The chaperones only loosely bound several students' hands, not everyone's. One of the students described his terror in an interview. He said we were all very afraid because the driver had emptied the gas canister on the floor of the bus. He tied us up and took all the telephones so that we could not call police. They did get a hold of the police. They set up a roadblock, and uh, they were able to get him out of there. He did light the vehicle on fire, but after the kids got out, and they managed to uh, save the day. Pretty messed up. All right, here's the story. Gene Simmons will love this one. Okay, so we've seen, all ears. we've seen dogs in wheelchairs, but what about a chicken? <laughs> it may seem odd. Extreme. The majestic chicken. Or even a bit funny to some, but a farm sanctuary said the story of how she got there points a bigger problem. Oliver and Friends Farm and Rescue Sanctuary, uh, Jenny Hayes, who works there, or Jeannie, I should say, said, we save a chicken and maybe people think that we're a little nuts, but that's okay. Are you, did you say Jenna Hayes runs this? Uh... Jeannie Hayes. Oh, sorry. Uh, and Hayes and her team are determined to save a bird named Colorado. And that's where Hayes said the Cornish hen was rescued from a defunct factory farm. Uh, she said there were, I think, maybe 13,000 chickens that needed to find a place to go. Uh, maybe Gene could step in and do a benefit. Absolutely. He loves chickens. Um, Thank you for attending tonight. There's a very special chicken I want to bring up on stage. Uh, the what chi- do you mean you ate him? 
<laughs> the chicken's name is Colorado. Um, Oliver in Arizona last month. Oliver and friends took in 25 very sick chickens with the help of a Colorado animal sanctuary named Love and Arms. Uh, though it may be hard I to love believe, you, my little f- feathered friend. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. He eats falafels right out of my mouth. And whereas his beak is pointy, he makes sure to do it delicately as to not puncture my lips. Did you give him a little kiss at the end there? Yep. You're such a good little chicken. You know you're a raptor. You know, you, you know, though they mock you, you bear a lineage to the prehistoric realm. You're, you're not too far removed from the velociraptor mm. when the tables were turned. Uh, though it may be hard to believe Colorado and her friends are only a few months old. They're bred to be big. Uh, you're bred to be big. She's, it's all about production. Look at the size of that chicken. So the, <laughs> so the faster they grow, the bigger they grow. Uh, Colorado's legs could no longer Very big. could no longer support. Are you getting turned on? His big, actually a little bit. <laughs> his big tongue comes out. Mm. Uh, Hayes, one robust-looking chicken. Hayes considered euthanasia. Uh, that is until her husband got on Google and saw. She chi- needs to go into the bathroom and whip out some secret sauce. And saw a chicken in a wheelchair and started building one. A chicken in a wheelchair. Yeah. So Hayes said. So ever since she got the wheelchair, her sparkle is back. And so now they focused on keeping it's all the goddamnedest thing you've <laughs> ever seen: a chicken and a jazzy scooter. <laughs> Picking out dough. <laughs> Chicken in a scooter, picking out dough. Uh, Granny, does your dog bite? No child, no. Uh, They're now focused on keeping the chickens at a healthy weight through exercise and diet, uh, low-fat feed, and fresh greens. All right, chickens, thank you for attending my spin class. Uh, he said, uh, we honestly believe here at Oliver and Friends that every animal deserves a chance to live, believe their, that, do you? To live their best life as a pain as pain-free as possible. In absolute pain. In, in complete and utter pain. <laughs> 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 All right, Gene Simmons, chicken fan. Uh, a North Carolina man uh, faces felony charges after officers found him with 216 Venus flytraps. Oh, <laughs> What's this about? Dude, wait till you hear the punishment they have for this guy. 216 Venus flytraps. Archie Lee Williams uh, is looking at 73 counts of felony taking of a Venus flytrap. That's Uh, an actual specific taking of a Venus flytrap. It's a felony. Wow. The Venus flytrap is listed as a special concern and vulnerable plant on the North Carolina Protected Plant Species List. North Carolina Wildlife Officer John White said tips rolled in for a month before they were able to catch the suspect, adding that it is difficult to track suspects down when they travel from area to area. On Saturday, White learned that Venus flytraps were being poached at the Brunswick County game land and found Williams getting into his vehicle. He's being held in the county detention center under a, get this, $750,000 bond. Wow. For stealing plants! So, um... How how much do uh, you can? What's buy, the story with Venus? Venus you can fly buy those things, right? I, yeah, we 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 used to have one. How naturally do they occur? Out I, in, don't, I have no idea. I mean, they seem. To me, to be fairly exotic, right? But we have one. Like last... Burpee doesn't have Venus flytrap seeds, do they? We have one last year, and we bought it from I think Kathy. I think we got it at Odds, you know, right around yeah. the corner from where I live. And uh, 
It's the big Venus flytrap sale. It's the goddamnest thing you've ever it's seen. The goddamnest. This thing eats actually eats flies. Yeah. So do they? Will Venus flytraps control a fly situation if you have it in the house? This no. thing didn't eat one. Not fly. one damn fly. No. 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 <laughs> But they will. I'm giving you one more day. If <laughs> I don't see a freaking fly in your mouth, I'm throwing you out in the garbage. All right, moving on. Chicken was better. A racing pigeon, considered one of the best ever, was sold at an auction for a record $1.4 million. Wow. A I've been pigeon. hanging with the wrong birds. Mm-hmm, you have. These are much more profitable. A million dollars. According to the PIPA.be, a pigeon racing website based in Belgium... Uh, which managed the auction. All the best pigeon racing websites come from Belgium. <laughs> the pigeon named Armando grabbed the record-breaking amount after a bidding war. My name is Armando. <laughs> and I love to fly and they chose. <laughs> after a bidding war ensued between two Chinese buyers. On Sunday morning... It on... was very great this morning to put on the jersey. And finally start playing for your team. Uh, the auction for Armando reached roughly 603000 before jumping to the final $1.4 million mark in an hour. God. The previous record for a single pigeon was only $427,000. How, uh, well, there, there are a lot of people who are obviously heavily into this, as you can judge by the amount of money spent on it. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought, I, you know, I thought it had waned in popularity. I guess not. Armando is considered Belgium's best long-distance bird of all time. All right. He's been described as the Lewis Hamilton of pigeons. Yes, uh, many call me the Lewis Hamilton of pigeons. Uh, Lewis Hamilton was a Formula One race car driver. Oh, he, was, yeah. uh, he was a pigeon, a race, <laughs> a race driver pigeon. Armando is part of a group of 178 pigeons, including seven of his offspring, sold at auction for approximately $2.7 million. Now for the final step, I shall poop on the contract. Wow. <laughs> now this article says that uh, the Armando is the Lionel Messi of pigeons. <laughs> Wow, man, there seems to be a, a conflict here. Well, one on... doesn't make sense because one is a racer yeah. and the other one's just a really good soccer player. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's good at the sport, but... Joel Verschute is the seller of the pigeons. He spent... They're saying the James K. Polk of pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> so he's short. Yeah. <laughs> he spent uh, 12 hours a day working with a pig- with uh, the pigeons since taking up the hobby. He said the this... Rasputin of pigeons. He said this is a... He's got a gigantic penis. <laughs> uh, this is a crowning glory of all those years in the pigeon sport. The icing on the cake, he said. $1.4 million for Man. pigeon. Imagine you get drunk and do that and the, you know, Rochelle finds out. Yeah. I did something. Right. <laughs> I bought a pigeon for $1.4 million last night. All right, and there you go. That's what I got in uh, the Bizarre File for you this morning. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The Killers on 93.3 WMMR. When we were young. Love that song. I know you love the Killers. Damn, do I love that song. I think you're probably the biggest Killers fan on the show. I think that's pretty safe to assume that, uh, right? I'm, I'm way up there. And what about Marissa? Is Marissa a huge Killers fan? I have no idea. Wait, where is your microphone at? I should probably know these things. There, she's all the way over here to the right. I did go to see him in Chicago. 
Because, Steve, remember, for like three years, I kept trying to see them and see yes. them and missing them. So I went all the way out to Chicago and, and saw them, and I love them. What Steve's are... probably bigger, but... Well, I've seen a couple. One of my favorite shows was actually seeing them at the Electric Factory. Yeah. Uh, when it was the Electric Factory. And it was a sensational show. Oh, gee. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Preston is out uh, today as we... I don't, did we mention that? But he is. He's out today. He's got the flu. We're going to find out. You texted him. Uh, have not gotten a response back. We're looking to see if we can get him back, uh, uh, get him on the show on the phone today, just to see what the status is. But you will know by hook or crook. Yeah, he'll let me know. Yeah. I, I guess either he'll let me know by either texting me back, or he'll let me know by just uh, calling into the hotline. Who's coughing? Who is that? Can oh my I, gosh, I, Kathy! I get out of here! <laughs> she was she had a sniffly nose earlier. Oh my god, a dry uh, cough! Oh, and there's no. some sort of like a like a green ooze coming out. You of saw her that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. So we should whip their hair back. It splattered on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the salt cave today. Really oh, good. Oh, the salt cave will take care of it. That'll save me. Cures everything. Yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm going to have a Santeria ritual performed later on with a dead rooster. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to do anything. It's all good. Uh, Case, what do we need to tend to here? We, we're done with traffic, yes? Yeah, we're done with traffic. And so, I mean, it's business as usual, right? So we've yeah. got to do things like uh, we have this... Uh, pair of tickets for a highly suspect at the Franklin Music Hall, and we do that with the lesson question for today. All right. Uh, do you want to ask the question, Nick? Sure. Which member of the Preston and Steve show is sick today? Ooh. Okay. So We're making first, it easy. It first yeah. question earlier was, uh, who was the last person besides the person right. today? Yes. And that, the answer to that question well, you know was, what? I don't want to give the answer well, away. Well, yeah, don't, don't make it too easy. No. I'm asking the question right now, and we've all spoken during this break, but that being said, who's the sick one today? Okay. It's a theme. It is a theme. We're very thematic. None of this is haphazard. It's all prepared and timed down to the second. First person to call in at 215-263-WMMR with the right answer will win. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And the trash this morning is brought to you by Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve show. What's going on, Steve? Well, now that she is a mom, Kira Knightley announcing she is decided to stop doing certain things on film. Knightley says that now when she does a movie with another girl, she demands her own cup. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) 60-year-old Sean Penn and his girlfriend, 22-year-old Layla George, made a rare public appearance during a benefit at the L.A. Zoo Sunday night. Penn reportedly doted on Layla as he patiently explained to her that, no, they had not painted stripes on the horses. And finally, a statement released by Clarence House yesterday confirming that when Prince Charles eventually takes over the throne from Queen Elizabeth, his wife will not be called Queen Consort. Instead, she will receive the title of Duchess of Butterface. (laughs) (laughs) That's your Hollywood trash. All right, so we're going to get back to the lesson question here. Man, that was a tough one. Nick, you want to ask that question again? Yes, which member of the Preston and Steve show is currently sick today? Since it's such a complex question, Nick, could you ask it one more time? All right, so uh, the there's a bunch of people on the Preston and Steve show. Yeah, met what we would call members. Members of the show. And one of those people is out today. That, that person, I'm not going to say, I shouldn't have said he. That person, that person uh, is sick. Wait, ask the question again. They. Stop it. Stop. Who's sick? Okay. All right. You should go to uh, line six, Casey. We're going to go to line six. <laughs> okay, yes. Uh, hang on a second. We're going to go to uh, Bruce on line six. Bruce, hey, how you doing, bud? Hey, good. You guys rock. Thank you. All right, Bruce, who on the Preston and Steve show is sick today? It seems like Steve has the flu. 
Oh, oh my God. That's the, that was close. Close. Yeah, so close. Uh, Very close. But Very that's Steve right there that's talking. Am I here? You're here. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that. Sorry, All right. Bruce. All right. That was a close one. You, you, were, close just, one. you were one person away. Yep. At least yep. in the title. Yep. Um, so oh, did, Nick, they, did they tip it, by the no, way, by no. saying? Okay. Maybe. Just go, I don't go to the know. next one. All right. Let's go to the next one. We're going to go to Mike. Mike on line seven. Hey, Mike. Hey. Hey. Mike. All right, Mike. Who is the sick person who could not be part of the show today? I'm going to take a wild guess and say Preston. Yes! There's a man who's paying attention. And what does he win, Casey? Wow, that's amazing. Congratulations to you, Mike. You are going to win a pair of tickets. This MMR rocks highly suspect at the Franklin Music Hall on Saturday, April 25th. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, Mike, I'm actually a huge fan of Highly Suspect. Um, I actually may go to this show as well. It's a Saturday night in April. You see what I'm Would doing? Would you like a friend to hang out with while you're there? Who's is it going to? Are you, you the Mike? Friend? Are you? Oh no, Mike. Can I have your other ticket, Mike? As long as you pay it for all the drinks. <laughs> as long as you pay all the drinks. Yeah, you work out something after the show. You know what, Mike? Why don't yeah. you bring a friend and I'll bring a friend and we'll hang out? All there right. There you go. All right. Sounds good to me. All right, congratulations, Mike. Hang on the line. We will uh, get your information and move on. Now it is time for... Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I left out the fart because, honestly, it's not really the music news without uh, Preston. <laughs> no, you're right. It's Kathy's own, and I felt it should have her own sound to it. Thank All you. Right. Not that sound. Right. So Kathy's music news is brought to you by the Pennsylvania Ear Institute of Salis University, uh, offering quality care for your hearing and balance needs. Their expert audiologist will help you hear your best. For more information, visit salisuhealth.com slash PEI. Kathy, what's up? Pearl Jam has postponed his previously announced spring U.S. tour due to concerns over the coronavirus. <laughs> the 16-date trek in support of the band's upcoming Gigaton album was scheduled to kick off on March 18th in Toronto. The band announced the tour postponement in a social media post earlier, writing, As residents of the city of Seattle, we've been hit hard and have witnessed firsthand how quickly these disastrous situations can escalate. And Our- Seattle has been at, at yeah. the, the, the nexus of, uh, in fact... Um, most of the deaths that have occurred in the country have heard, right? It was, it was in um, Washington yeah, State and California, yeah, yeah, California are being yeah, yeah, hit yeah. the hardest. Yeah. Right, so I had heard, though, that um, those numbers are weirdly padded because it went through, like, a nursing home? Yes. Yeah, so, okay. it, it, in fact, it's most of the occurred... padded. They're still affected. It was I just within, yeah, within one facility. 11 right. or 12 of the deaths occurred in this one nursing facility. Yeah. yeah. Our okay. kids' schools have been closed along with the universities and businesses. It's been brutal, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. The band added that it worked hard to find other solutions or options, but the levels of risk to our audience and their communities is simply too high for our comfort level. Pearl Jam noted that many of their fans travel extensively to see them and that travel is not considered a good idea right now, but they didn't mention anything about uh, ticket refunds. Yeah, so I was traveling to see them. I was planning on traveling to see them. I was going to go see them in Phoenix, uh, which was going to be the night before Easter, a Saturday before Easter, and then I was hoping to see them in Baltimore and in New York City. Baltimore show was a Saturday night and Monday night in MSG. Um, and, you know, listen, these things happen. I understand why it has to happen. But the travel aspect of it... Uh, I get it. You know, I, it kind I, of is, is upsetting, I guess. It makes sense. Yes. And, but I also... I Listen, could it come off and probably be a non-issue? Yes. But when you do have a, a fan base that is known to come from all corners of the yeah. country and you have a band that, that that's that popular... 
you could in a way help exacerbate the situation. So I understand. So they're, they're, they're postponing. They're not right. It's fully not canceled. But I yeah. just I don't think I'll be able to get out to Phoenix again to see them at a, at a later date. Why did he not call you, though? That's you know, why uh, I, I'm yeah. a little personally hurt. Uh, is, is Nick there? <laughs> hey, buddy. Can you leave a message for him? <laughs> when, is the, um, when does the album come out? Next week, right? Okay. At the end of, end of next week, before the tour starts. Giggity, giggity. Giggity, giggity. If they wanted to make it up to their fans, maybe they release the Free album now. You know what? We'll, we'll automatically download it on your iPhone. What could go wrong? <laughs> People love that. Yeah. I still have those on my phone. Dude, mine came up yesterday. Stupid U2 song. Yes. Do you remember that? What? Which... Out of it, which they assumed would be an act of like <laughs> ultimate benevolence, turned out to be a disaster because so I can't annoying. get rid of it. Yeah, and that yeah. one there was another free album from Wilco that I didn't care for called Star Wars, and I have deleted that album off of my iPhone four times. That the Wilco so album awesome. got less press than the U2 yeah. album. Uh, why couldn't they put Joshua T on everybody's album yeah, or something, not, you know? not that last one. Uh, two September festivals that Pearl Jam was confirmed for, Ohana Festival in California, and See Here Now in Asbury Park remain on the schedule for now. The Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival will reportedly be postponed from April to October in the middle of concerns about the coronavirus outbreak. Here's you another know, one. You know what, though? It could also have been... Uh, uh, postponed because of douchiness. Oh, and I, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> yeah. at, at this point we've all agreed uh, it, it, it's gotten a little douchey. But when is what, do they have a projected date, Kathy? For yeah. The, yeah, yeah. So Rolling Stones and Entertainment Tonight have both reported that the festival is moving, while Billboard.com has stated that organizers will know within 48 hours if the festival can be moved or will have to be canceled outright. The event, which is set to take place in Indio, California, on the weekends of April 10th and April 17th, is expected to be postponed to the weekends of October 9th and October 16th. It seems for most most people who are moving festivals and things are postponing are postponing until um, late summer or early fall. To kind of yeah. let it right. run its course. Everything run its course, with. yeah. So. The lineup was set to include a headlining performance from Rage Against the Machine. The news of the possible postponement came as authorities in the Coachella Valley region confirmed three new cases of the coronavirus on Monday. An estimated 250,000 people attend Coachella each year at Empire Polo Club about two hours outside of Los Angeles. I'm a little disappointed because now we won't get to see those trendy tie-dyed surgical masks. <laughs> <laughs> Led Zeppelin has won its appeal in the seemingly endless court case around their 1971 classic Stairway to Heaven. Rolling Stone reported on Monday the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals upheld a 2016 decision that Stairway did not infringe on Spirit's 1968 instrumental track, Taurus, and in doing so, upended a long-standing copyright uh, precedent. The case has... Hey, Nick, did you hear about that Led Zeppelin case? What? No! <laughs> the case has been spearheaded... He's so worried he's insulted you that he's now just reaching out with it. He's calling back. Yeah. yeah. The case has been spearheaded by Michael Skidmore, the trustee of the uh, of Randy Craig Wolf Trust, on behalf of the late spirit guitarist and songwriter, better known as Randy California. Skidmore's lawyer was clearly unhappy with the ruling, telling the magazine, "What you have here is a big win for a multi-billion-dollar industry against the creatives." I love Led Zeppelin as a man. I can separate my appreciation for them as four band members playing amazing music, but they're the greatest art thieves of all times, and they got away with it again today. Well, he's, he's taking an even tone. Yeah, right. Um, have you heard the? Um, I think we played it once on the show. The the source song that they believe was ripped off for um, for led for yeah. There's similar chord progressions. And wasn't and so was Paige. I forget the actual genesis of the story. Was Paige or somebody from the band at one point in this band? Or I don't remember. Do they, I forget whether they believe a demo was sent or something like that. But 
when you look at a band with a body of work like Led Zeppelin, it, it becomes less and less likely that they ripped off. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 Stairway to Heaven came what, at what point in their career? They'd already had a significant body yeah, of work. It's early seventies when yeah. it was released, and you know, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant both uh, borrowed heavily from uh, you know blues and and um, American rock and and rock roots, but. Um, so, so none of those revelations were new. Yeah, uh, I think it's just like the direct riffs that these people were saying that they stole. And yeah, I didn't hear that. I don't know. So it was 1968, and then Sarah would have it in 1971. Steve. There you go. All right. Uh, so the lawyer went on to say they won on a technicality, but they absolutely stole the piece of work. Uh, the lawyer may uh, might appeal the decision to a panel of judges that compromise the entire Ninth Circuit or bring the case to the U.S. Supreme Court. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, and that's your music news for this morning. Well done. Yeah. 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 Thank you. And Steve, you wanted to mention the GoFundMe again before we uh, head into the Yeah, break. thanks, Nick. It's up on PrestonSteve.com. It's for our friend Mike, who is at the uh, Cardboard Classic. You now know him as Mr. Peanut. Uh, and the and the and uh, he came down and was uh, was hit by the, uh, the the large peanut. Watch the video to explain everything. But Mike is a friend of the show and has co- contributed, he and his team, to the Cardboard Classic for so many years. And so his team put together a GoFundMe page to help... Um, uh, take care of some of the medical costs he now will uh, incur because he had his jaw broken in a few spots and there's a few other things he has to deal with. He's also a contractor, so he's going to miss some time from work. And we're asking if you ever enjoyed the Cardboard Classic or you just want to reach out and help somebody who's been really cool and and uh, a, a sort of a part of the Preston and Steve show with the Cardboard Classic, um, we encourage you to donate whatever you can. We saw earlier that Julie Jerkoff had donated some uh-huh. money. So you can use whatever name you want to, but as long as the money's good, it's uh, it's going to a good cause. So, yeah, check it out. It's on PrestonSteve.com. All right. That's what it. does that mean? Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Are we taking a break? <laughs> we're taking oh a break. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, let's do that. All right. We're going to take that. a break. We'll come back with the letter of the day. Word of the week. Right. Make this St. Patrick's Day one you may actually remember with WMMR. Join Jackson broadcasting live 3 to 7 at Big Heads in Richboro. Presented by Bud Light with awesome Bud, Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer, and Ultra Specials. The Preston and Steve show will be there till 5 with contests and prizes, including a 1000 bucks. Then Pierre's got Green Day tickets every 20 minutes, all at Big Heads in Richboro. Want to get started earlier? Join Casey Boy at noon at the Irish Pub on 20th Street with authentic Irish food, Bud Light specials, and even more free Green Day tickets. St. Patty's Day with 93.3 WMMR. Everything that shamrocks your shillelagh. WMMR.com has all the details. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. I'll tell you what, the one thing that Preston has over me and and I think most people on radio is uh, timing with the, as far as being a drummer is concerned, he would have totally nailed that uh, end of that song in in the bed that I just hit. I, I will tell you this. Uh, because we all sort of shift our uh, obligations when when uh, Preston's out or if uh, I'm out, which is rare. Yeah, uh, and it, you're in unfamiliar territory. You're doing a fine job. No, it's fine. I just didn't hit the post the way I wanted. It, I, didn't right. on the, on, I, I got it on the upbeat, and not the downbeat, or something like that. I don't know. Any <laughs> one of those beats, it still works. So. Isn't it funny when you just shift your perspective literally by a few feet, Casey? I mean, you you've moved over into Preston's chair, which is a different spot for you than normal, and it just it kind of throws you off a little bit. Yeah. 
Although I did not move myself into Preston's chair. I moved Preston's chair over to the other side of the room. And I'm sitting in my chair because it's it's crawling with disease. In fact, we need to burn that. Uh, In case you haven't heard, Preston has uh, the regular flu. So he's out uh, today. He'll be out tomorrow as well because it's just advisable that he do that. And and, and as we heard earlier, conscientious uh, employees... Make sure that they don't infect their coworkers. So now, that's what's going to happen. Knock on wood. Well, or should I wait to say this? <laughs> so I, do you know how proud of myself I'm going to be if I don't get this? I will have gone a full year without getting sick. Have you been a full year without getting sick? If, if I don't, if I don't get sick this season, I'll have gone a well, full year. Stop and think about this. Also, <laughs> which I, is like you I understand how this, tremendous that is. For I, me. I do. I do, and I I think that we both benefit from something that we swear by, which is what's Dr. Mike turned us on to, which is the Neomed, correct? Yeah. yeah. So this solution that you spray in your nose, it's not the neti pot. It's the thing. Similar. Right. It comes with saline packets that you you, you do it. And that's what's allowed me to keep my voice during the camp out for hunger. Yeah. All that stuff. It's been a godsend. And and it's it's been the thing Dr. Mike turned us on to, and I do it religiously. So I would always do it if I I felt a sickness coming on. I I would quick bust it out, and I would do it. And he would always say, no, just do it every day. And listen, it... It takes five minutes. It's, it's a little right. bit of a process, but not that big of a deal. And so I was like, I'm going to do it because I had to take a steroid for a sinus infection. And, and this... you were competing in a bodybuilding thing. <laughs> and then I ended up, yeah. you had to see me. You, you had to see me. Like, I yeah. was jacked. <laughs> no, but the, the steroid made me so sick. Like, I get every side effect of, of a damn medicine, and right. I, I couldn't take it. I think I took, like, two pills, and, and I just couldn't take it anymore. And I thought, I can't. Go back to that. I can't have to take a, another steroid and, and another antibiotic. Yeah. So I, I was religious about the Neil Med and a few other things that I've been doing. And mm, when was your last sick day? Not going wood. I have no idea. I, I think um, maybe Chuck might be able to tell us. Yeah, maybe He's October. A okay. So, right, but I usually good, don't get sick through the summer. That's a good run for you. All right. So hopefully we'll keep that going. So. You were coughing earlier. You were coughing and earlier. And you were vomiting, oh and God. there was blood in your stomach. A story. dry cough. I have corona. <laughs> Dude, no, you're like, fine. You're fine. I, I uh, sneezed the other day, and it was only because I had, had just put, like, peppermint gum in my, and yeah, I started yeah. chewing it, and that peppermint, like, made me, and then everybody gives you the death stare. They just stare at you. I'm like, Corona. come on, man. When I go outside yeah. in the sun, and I, it, it, mm-hmm. if the sun's bright, I, it makes me sneeze. We yeah. know that's, that happens to to a number of people. It's, it's something with the, the the eyes and the the way things are wired, but it's all cool. We told whatever happens here, obviously don't panic. Be you know, take your precautions and and let this this play out and and uh, things should start to turn around. That's what all the experts are saying. That's not just us. Lord knows, never rely on exclusively us for any medical advice. <laughs> but, Steve, uh, uh, you know what today is though, right? What it is uh, Tattoos Day. You're right, Casey. And uh, we actually have um, a button that I just hit there. Uh, we got a winner. All right, we have a winner. We do have a winner. And who's our winner, Casey? Our winner is Fawn Getgin. Fawn Getkin. I had a feeling it'd be yeah. Fawn. Fawn Getkin from Feasterville, Pennsylvania. And uh, Fawn is going to win a $350. I thought she died in a kiln explosion. Uh, no, no, that was Fawn. Leibowitz. Oh, right. Yeah. She's going to make me a pot. Uh, she has a... Actually, Fawn is a girl, right? Yeah. It's, it's, there's no way it's a guy? I Could doubt be. it. All right. But well, we can't say conclusively. Fawn, this person won a gift certificate, 350 bucks, to world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo, 621 South 4th Street in South Philly. You can get tattooed by the area's top artists like Troy Temple. You can see his work on Instagram at Troy Temple or PhiladelphiaEddie'sTattoo.com.
All right. Okay. So um, the procedure here, and I always forget how Preston rolls through it. Uh, He's so seamless. He's like, hey, Pierre, what's going on with you? Let's talk to Pierre. And Pierre came in. How you doing, Pierre? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, your health holding up okay? Yeah. um, uh, Yeah. I, (laughs) I, uh, I was trying to figure out how many sick days I've taken in 38 years, and maybe six or seven. No so, kidding, really? Yeah. Um, well, that's why we're the rest of us are sick because you come here well, when you're sick. I, I've always believed you should you should share you know, that. You should, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we've had don't pe- suffer alone. We have had people uh, who shall remain nameless um, and aren't here anymore either. By the way, that would I mean at the sight of a sniffle exploited. Right, yeah, right, they right. would they would start with a sniffle and then uh, this is getting bad. Well, people you will know. do that with this too. You know, they'll take advantage of it, and that's just sort of human nature. But I, you know, if you're sick, especially if you have something like the flu, it's um, important, and you should stay home because right. you're, you're going to infect other people. And by the way, let me just jump in. Sorry, real quick. Um, so it was May was the last time I was sick. So if okay. I make it to May, no way, it'll be a full year. All right, we'll have a big celebration. Sorry, Pierre. Go ahead. No, no, you sounded great on music news. By the oh, way, oh, thank right. you. you. Did a just great <laughs> job. I mean, you know, that's what team people do. You you step up if somebody is hurt and you fill in the blanks, and uh, you did a, a yep. really really thank nice you, job. Pierre. That means a lot. Great. You're a good blank filler. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, getting hurt, Pierre, I'd like to mention one more time the uh, the GoFundMe we now have linked yes. to on uh, on PrestonandSteve.com. It's listener Mike. He actually just sent me a note, and uh, he slept for 11 hours last night. Wow. So he's got um, he's dealing with post-concussion sim- uh, symptoms along with everything else. And, Steve, you mentioned it several times this morning, so thank you for bringing it up on air. But um, we'd love to get this guy as many donations as we possibly can. You'll be happy to know that Pat McCrotch just made a donation. Oh, Pat McCrotch. Pat McCrotch, uh, yeah. Uh, Julie Jerkoff. Julie Jerkoff uh, is again, on there. Again, all we ask is the money clears. The name doesn't have to be real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that info's up on uh, on WMMR.com and PrestonandSteve.com, and we're just looking to help them out because and the uh, he needs are, it. Yeah, the donations are coming in nicely, but we, nice. there, there's, there's a projected amount, which I think is about right, depending on, uh, or at least owing to what we know he's dealing with. There's multiple breaks in his jaw and dental work that will need to take place, and he's a contractor, so he's going to miss yeah. some time because of it. And here's a guy, again, who adds to making the... And his team to make the making the cardboard classic so much fun and has so over the past couple of years. So if you've ever enjoyed the cardboard classic or a broadcast from it or the videos that you watched, a couple of bucks if you can, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, how do they get there? It's on PrestonandSteve.com. It's on WMMR.com. It's one of the top links. And just look for the photo of the peanut. Okay. Because uh, we used uh, one of the photos from that day of him dressed like Mr. Peanut. Uh, so just follow that lead. Uh, but it's I think the headline is um, please help uh, please help listener Mike A.K.A. Mr. Peanut. Okay, uh, he, he great guy. Yeah, and um, we we you know I I would hasten to add that uh, it is very rare that we have uh, very rare in the fifteen years of the cardboard classic that anyone's ever gotten hurt. Yes, yeah. um, um, you know he did take a slight chance by attempting to ski down ahead of <laughs> on a gigantic ski, by the thing way. on one cardboard quote ski yeah. that you can't control um you know and then i was standing right behind steve when when he fell and the sled you know bumped him and um i i started laughing as people will do and evil it, laugh you're like <laughs> but i mean no it wasn't that at all you know i mean it was just that you know it just was one it seemed like one of those goofy you didn't in, know innocent things you and then no all clue. of a sudden we you know discover there's there's uh, slightly more to the story yeah does he hate us is no he no he's no. absolutely fine and, and, and it's part of the deal he knows it was it was also an issue of timing and so on and so forth long story short though that is uh peanuts under the bridge we're now dealing with uh making sure that he's He's all good. So, uh, all right, we'll we take got, it from there. I all right, love we are. Uh, peanuts under the bridge. 
the bridge. <laughs> We're going to oh, move that's on. Great. Tell uh, me more goofy jokes like that. Why is a chicken cross the road? You were not here for the letter yesterday. Do you so know what yesterday's letter was? Lay it on the was? line. All right. Do you know what yesterday's letter I was? I do. All right. Well, we're going to move Preston on. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... R as in uh, robust. Robust. Right. And robust. Robert. All right. So that is letter number two of a five-letter word. And you could possibly win a four-pack of tickets to the all to all four... Ticket to Rock 2020 shows at BB&T Pavilion. Breaking Benjamin, Bush, Theory of a Dead Man, MMRBQ, Corn, and Faith No More, and Megadeth and Lamb of God. This exclusive multi-show package to the hottest rock tours of the summer start at just $69 at LiveNation.com. So we want to thank our guest uh, today. We had uh, Dean Winters on, who's in the oh. new movie Lost Girls, which is... Uh, Opening Friday, it looks really cool. It's from Netflix, and it has to do with a uh, serial killer. It's based on a true story, uh, and that's Friday. He was a great guest, and uh, that he's really that's all we had today. Plus, yeah. we had some great playback bits. Preston will be out tomorrow. He's confirmed that that's going to be the case. So it'll be another run through on this enhanced best of type show. So uh, anything you might want to hear, let us know. Email us or text us or whatever you want, and we'll uh, see if we can get it on the air for tomorrow. Uh, Pierre, what's on the show for you today? Before I get to that, what is the gentleman, the actor's name, Dean? Winters. Winters. I have seen him. You said so beautifully at the beginning of the interview. Yeah. You're you're that guy. You're the guy. You know, you're, you're one the, of those yeah, great yeah, character yeah. actors that you've seen in a million things. I started seeing him in Oz. Yeah. Yep. And um, he played this really devious character. He, uh, he always does. Uh, and... Uh, you know, and then I, I I didn't see Thirty Rock much, so I, I missed him in that and some of the other things. Uh, but the you know the Allstate commercials, <laughs> you know what a what a, an amazing thing. He's a fascinating guy. Well, it, it was I loved his character in, in Thirty Rock because he was Liz Lemon's ex boyfriend, his ne'er her ne'er do well boyfriend, who years after they stopped being used was still selling beepers. Uh, yeah, and that was his line of work. Uh, and uh, he also plays he plays a character called the Vulture. On uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah. and another sort of, but but again, it was funny to hear him through all of the dark, like Oz type stuff he's done. He's really well known for the more comedic stuff now, so yeah. it's cool. Right. But Lost Girls looks really good. It, it opens on Friday. That was what, a cool interview. Oh, cool! What's on your show for today? Uh, well, um, sad uh, that I am for Nick and every other Pearl Jam fan, myself included. Uh, we it is Jeff Amen's birthday today. That's right. So we're gonna do a block. We had planned a block of Pearl Jam anyway, and then with the news that it's Postponed? Uh, is yeah, postponed. They say postponed. I, I would imagine they'll probably reschedule it for the fall, although they have European dates scheduled for this summer, and who knows, uh, we were talking earlier, you know, that there's an outbreak in Italy, and so it might affect their, their tour dates in, in uh, Europe this summer as well. Um, but they said for now, postponed, and we'll see what happens. One wonders what this could potentially do, or not do, hopefully, but potentially due to the concert business this yeah. summer. But anyway, uh, so we'll do a block of Pearl Jam. We've got a block of Bob Dylan, and we've got a block of Puddle of Mud, who will be on the MMRBQ. So uh, that's what's up for the uh, program today. All right. Excellent. Well, we got to thank our sponsors of the show today. Today, the Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you by HERS. When it's hitting season, it's also snacking season. Brought to you by Monster Mania. Monster Mania Con 40 comes, uh, 45 actually, comes to Cherry Hill this weekend. Come see David Harbour. The Friday the 13th and Child's Play reunions, Danny Trejo and more. Friday and Sunday tickets are available at the door. And for more of the gore in store, visit monstermania.net. And we're also brought to you by Team Toyota Langhorn. Purchase a used car this month and you could win 5000 
$1,000. So tomorrow morning on the show, Preston will not be here. We are supposed to go live on Fox Good Day. We'll see what... Uh, Might take that out for a spin. Yeah. Well, so you're going to get some live. You're going to get some uh, some best of bits. It's enhanced. It's wonderful. Tell Grandma about it. And uh, gather on the radio tomorrow morning. It'll be another fun show. We'll see you tomorrow then. Ray John. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Kiki Romano has a nice ring to it. Kiki Romano, do you love me? Next message. So I completely forgot about my own rule where I didn't wear my flyer sweats while I was watching the flyers. I took them off. Four seconds later, score. I did my thing. It works. Flyers won again. Do you not understand? I am the key to the Flyers winning Stanley Cup. Next message. This is to the guy talking about people sitting in the left lane on the blue roof being a pace car. Oh, my God, it's so true. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Hey, this is Nate from Checkpoint XP, and I'd like to invite you to our brand new show, All of Esports, with myself and Weird Beer. All of Esports is a rapid-fire show that runs down the most important conversations in All of Esports. Subscribe at our website, CheckpointXP.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.